is Leo, and I don't listen to the trail show. Okay, so uh, last month, uh, Snorkel brought a gift for special, but she forgot to present it. So I'm presenting it on her behalf. I've wrapped it in my pajama pants, which just came out of the dryer. Whoa, They're clean. Wow. They're clean. That's all I have. It's it's Boulder. I, am, you know, you am can't I use wrapping to keep paper. The pajama oh, pants. No, <laughs> but if I may, in Boulder, yes. we put our clothes on the line. We don't run the dryer. Right. <laughs> Will you pass that over to uh, Special? What's that behind you? I think it's a clothesline. Mm-hmm. Mm, there's things still hanging on it. Thank you. I, I, I think it just looks like one thing. Well, that's because we had to take them down yeah. in a hurry during the All right, so day. Special's just unwrapped <gasps> his present. What is it? Show us. Show us. What, what is it? it? This hey, pass is those back amazing, over. I'm going to need those later. Amazing. I, are you sure? Yeah. It's they re- might get cold. They look comfy. They yeah. are. So hey. you got a pair of pajama pants from POD? <laughs> no, she took them back. Oh. I know. So uh, this is pretty fantastic. This is a, a, a number one bestseller nationwide. Um, this actually looks like a pretty early copy of this uh, oh this God. publication as well. I mean, I'd have to check into like the data. could be a first Copyright. edition. Could be a very. I, a first I think edition. it was even signed. It is. This is uh, actually signed to Earl from Shirley, uh, nineteen ninety <laughs> on Father's Day. Oh, and what a thoughtful gift that would have been <laughs> in nineteen ninety. And what's the title of the book? Father's Day special. Uh, this is uh, Bill Cosby Fatherhood. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now, why in the heck would Snorkel want to give special a Bill Cosby book? I don't know. Book? She got it at the little free library down in BV next to the roastery. Oh, so she didn't actually pay any money for it. it. She was like, this is a great gift for special. I think it's fantastic. Um, C- could you possibly maybe read a line or two from the book? S- certainly. Uh, why don't we go? I'm going to turn to page 41. Okay. Good idea. Oh, that's a... Uh, we'll that's read an entry. Okay. To the poorhouse with a smile. Because you are feeding both the child and the floor, raising this child will be expensive. The Lord was wise enough to make a woman's pregnancy last nine months. What? Whoa! Uh, if it were shorter, people would temporary insanity. <laughs> That's temporary. Temporary insanity. Might have two or three kids a year. And they would be wiped out before the first one had learned to talk. Oh my God, that's fantastic! What Snorkel did a great job. Like I, I know, it seems like a perfect fit for special. Yeah, I, I mean, the only way it could have possibly been better <laughs> is if it was a book on tape. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work well, on. Well, you can keep it in the bathroom for a mean, couple pages a day. You know, I really enjoy the tactile <laughs> sensation of turning the page. Though, oh yeah, so, yeah. Yep. Disco, start the show. You're tuned to the trail show. Get on the trail. We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody fiesta? It's the trail show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! And now. Broadcasting live from Bolt and Special Forty One, Boulder, Colorado. It's the Trail sounds. Show. <laughs> oh yeah, we are coming to you live from the Bobby Walters Studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. It is the Trail Show. We are live once again on the back patio of the DiLorenzo Stronghold. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Google Play. 
Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded. Can I get a drum roll, D-Lo? You're not D-Lo. Actually, actually have a drum roll. Oh, then why did you ask for one? Because I need you to hit the button. One billion times! And the Trail Show has been downloaded half a million times. <laughs> half a million. That's shocking. I, I would like... I, I, I want more. I want more. You want a million downloads? I want a million downloads. I want 10 billion Well, I mean, we could hire one of those uh, click farms. Yeah. Oh, let's do that, dude. Yeah. Let's uh, do that. I've already... They, they've been on our payroll for the last three and a half years. Is oh. so did, you, did you hear that, donors? Do keep those donations fake? coming because we need to keep paying the click farms to keep <laughs> our download These numbers up so that we're at the top of the iTunes. These fake listeners aren't going to pay for themselves. That's right. Can, can, can I introduce the band for a minute? On on lead guitar, we have Mike DiLorenzo. I can't see him on lead guitar. On bass, we have Special 41. That I can see. On drums, we've got the Princess of And yours truly is on vocals in the sound effects machine. This is our 50th show, D-Lo. Is it really? 50. This is, we're setting all kind of records. You know, I would would just have to say that by having done this 50 times, I was hoping this would be my full-time career, (laughs) but that has not happened yet. So, wait, you mean I shouldn't have quit my job today? No, dude. Look at me. Do I look like somebody who quit my job to pursue the trail show full-time? I I wonder if I can just convince him it was a joke. You probably could. Probably. Before we set the table... Who's our show sponsor? Our show sponsor today is Alda West. What? The American Long Distance Hiking Association West, better known as Alda West, is a 20-year Western organization whose mission is to promote fellowship and education among long distance hikers and those who support them. Alda West holds a host of events throughout the year, including Ruxin OR, Idaho and Colorado, and their annual gathering the last weekend of September. Registration for this year's gathering in Nevada City, California is currently open. So make your reservation today or you'll be sad tomorrow. Register for the gathering by visiting www.aldhawest.org. That's www.aldawest.org. Very nice. All right. What are we actually serving up today on so, Z Show? Uh, so tonight uh, we have our trail news, which I think is going to be sad. We have Trail of the Month. We may or may not Skype someone halfway across the world. We'll hmm. see if that works out. TBD. We have some trips. Uh, we may or may not try some weird segments that Disco has planned. What? We have a trail tip that's awesome. Um, <laughs> we have mailbag and uh, some shout outs. And we also have some shaming. Uh, we have Shame on shaming. you. Wow. You shame. know who you are, Les. Shame. And we have some... <laughs> Trail media to discuss a short video. Yes, and of course we have our uh, ask a hiker slash landscaper. Oh, I have some fantastic questions tonight. One of which was actually answered by a professional doctor this morning for me. Whoa! Ooh, yes, wow! We also correct. have uh, the answer is yes. Possibly you should get that taken. Wait, off. wait. The answer is it's all about that weave. That's right. All about that weave. Possibly that weave, a gear weave, review. That weave. Um, All about that weave. Yeah. That Beer weave, of the month. That weave. It's time for Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Damn Month. 
All right, take it away, Dilo. Yeah, we're drinking a bunch of different beers tonight. I don't even know what they are. Back to you, Disco. <laughs> no, no, no. no I, this this <laughs> month, I know that you know what these beers are because these are New England beers, brah. Uh, yes, we have some New England beers. We have like seven different New England beers. I'm not going to pull each and every one of them are, out of the counter. What, what about the one we're are drinking? They all fr- are they all from the same brewery? No, they're not all from the same okay. brewery. It is a smorgasbord of different beers. A mostly beer? from Maine, I think. Mostly from oh. Maine. I saw some Geary's. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's not true. This watch, it, forget it. Watch I don't know where they're from. Man. They're from Maine and or Massachusetts or maybe some of the other couple states in between. I, I uh, really feel like we need to have an official trail show beer map. So, so that we wow. can, like, you know, put the little pins in, like, yeah, all the spots that we've had beers from, you know. Didn't we have a beer czar at one point Yeah, in time? this guy wrote to us and said he wanted to be our beer czar, and we're like, okay, be our beer czar, and then he did nothing. <laughs> and then it was... Well, he's fired, crickets. and we are now accepting applications for a new beer czar. Yeah, no, we, need, right. we need someone to keep track of all the beers that are consumed on the show. And okay. in exchange, you can get some new Blood Orange Trail stickers. <laughs> oh, man, don't... <laughs> don't do that <laughs> again. Don't, don't get me going. That was up. really weird. Yeah, that was, it was great. Strange. Yeah, I feel like Although, somebody ate some, you know, gummy bears it, or something before they came here. It, it worked, though, because, I, man, I've been mailing out stickers right and left over the last two to your weeks. mom again yeah hey, mainly we whack those tubes really quick just really quick oh yeah you need yeah just so to bring it back to the beer the first beer that we've cracked here uh, a young young lad on his way across country uh, riding a llama um, stopped in here one early one afternoon when my children had just went down for their naps or were watching videos or something like that gone I was not here. To witness the young lad and his friend who happened to ride up to the house on a pair of llamas. And they brought with them seven beers. Now, the two young lads meant to bring Hmm. more beer than that. I think they originally left Maine on their llamas a few months ago with more beer than that to bring to us. But the young lads had a particular problem where they spent the weekend with their friends in Denver. And Mm. actually, um, I think they tapped into the beers that they meant to give to us. What? Yeah, they did. So so I just want to... The young young man's name was Shameless. And uh, I I just want to say to Shameless, shame on you. So you're it's telling me, me... Let me make sure shameful, I have this straight. Shameless. Yeah, let no, go ahead. Sure yeah, recap. A recap is in order. So this man brought more than seven beers... On a llama. ...to Colorado. Across the USA. But he was only able on a llama. to deliver... I like the on a llama seven part. Beers. Uh, that's the part I find most fascinating. Yeah, he was on a llama. On a llama to you because... He and his buddies drank most of what was allocated for the show. That's correct. Do, how, do we and know how many were, no, were no. there to begin with? I, I, there was at least 12. To oh. Shameless's credit, to Shameless's credit, he, my wife, who was here to answer the door and accept the, the beer donation, said that he was a wonderful young lad and his llamas were very well behaved. Now, let me ask you this. This man also wanted a trail show hat. Is that correct? Uh, I don't think that he um, explicitly gave us beer with the intention of getting a trail show yes, hat. Yes, he did. I think no, I think somebody said that they would give him a trail show hat. No, no. he asked no, for that one. That is incorrect. Did he ask for one? Yes, he did. Okay, we'll, mm. have, to re- we'll have to go back through the emails. Well, I, mean, I think seven beers is like half a hat. Yeah, so... Uh, maybe, just the tag. Well, the I, would like to, I would like to commission POD with the task of going back through our email uh, history to find the email in which Shameless asked for a hat. I think that that email... POD is so good with all things Electronica. I would like her to... Electronica. Uh, <laughs> I think that, that that email was actually hijacked by Chinese nationals. Could have been. 
somewhere, man. It's going to be tough. I don't know where we're going. On Wednesday, June 29th at 2.38 p.m., Sterling wrote, Shameless wrote, I'm leaving Maine today, headed to California for a wilderness ranger gig in the Sierra. I'll be stopping through Boulder, Denver on the 4th of July weekend. I'm wondering how we can meet up and we exchange beer for a TTS hat. Oh! oh, oh that's P-O-T, your internet pro. skills have just Whoa. amazed me. You yeah. went back through your emails on that app on your phone and found just the one from Shameful. I think he needs to change his trail name to Shameful, yeah. really, if you ask me. Because nobody says they're driving across country with a pack of llamas with beers for the trail show and then drinks half of them. I, I'll I'll tell you what, Shameless. I'll I'll find a, a blank hat at the thrift store. <laughs> and get <laughs> and a Sharpie. And we'll, and we'll all sign it. And we'll, we'll send you that. Done and done. It'll be a, it'll be a authentic, uh, repurposed, <laughs> um, craft made, you know, uh, one of a kind. Yeah, upcycled, recycled, uh, re- wear cycled. The whole bit. Yeah, man. man. I like it. I That's like fantastic. It. Okay. Right. Thank you. Shameless. Shameless. And with all the news that's fit to be heard, Mr. Special Word. 41 Special, take it away. Okay, so things are a little morbid this month. Okay. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, so our first story actually has to do uh, with a grizzly bear attack. <laughs> um, oh, wow. So You're starting it right off, man. I'm not, I'm not fooling around as I shuffle my papers <laughs> over. I see you got a lot of papers I, there. I actually have papers. I okay. actually have papers. Okay, so uh, it was in, in West Glacier, Montana, uh, and it was a, a Flathead National Forest uh, near Glacier National Park, but not in there. Um, and apparently there were uh, two gentlemen, uh, and they were riding some mountain bikes. Oh, and yeah. uh, this grizzly bear got startled. And grabbed one of them, um, Mr. Brad Treat, and uh, he did not survive the encounter. Oh my um, gosh! Do yeah. you do you have any details? Wasn't he a park? He's a park ranger, right? He yeah. So he's a law enforcement um, officer with the uh, not not the park the service, U.S. Forest but the service. Forest Service. Yeah. yeah, it was really sad. So yeah, his so his buddy tried to go get help, and uh, when they did return, he was um, already he, gone. He had expired. Uh, and apparently he was uh, quite the outdoorsman, well-beloved by all. He was a big hiker, uh, biker, uh, fisherman. And I just want to say yeah. that sometimes they shut down parts of Glacier because of grizzly bears. And this was not. It was open. But just to all those long-distance hikers out there that think the rules don't apply to you, they apply to you. Yes. I, you know, I, I feel like you typically hear of mountain bikers being attacked by mountain lions. Yeah. Because of that whole, like... Uh, the chase instinct. The chase instinct. But I can't say... That I've ever heard of a mountain biker being attacked by a bear. Well, have you ever seen that video yeah, of that guy on the bike? I think it's just a startling thing. Yeah, I mean, it's in startling. A, in the same okay. way that when you kind of come around the corner and there's one and you're on foot, I mean, it's just they're startled. Yeah. You know? Okay. But so. at least when you come around on foot, you're just like moving so slowly. But on a bike, I think it does trigger that chase instinct too, you know? Yeah. It's like when a bee flies in your face. Uh, the first thing you do is just like kind of freak swat out and at swat it. at it. Yeah, right. that's true. And uh, I, I feel like when you startle a bear, like just even an innocent swat, so to speak, can uh, yeah. can end pretty tragically. Yeah. So they did uh, conduct a search for the bear. Uh, they were unable to l- locate any particular one that they were able to say was the bear that yeah. killed wow. the man. So, um, all right. So we've uh, we've had two people in Peru plummet to their deaths. Um, because of selfies. Uh, so the first gentleman, 
uh, Mr. Kim Jong-Yub. Oh, God, uh, I thought you were going to say King Jong-Il. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Sorry. Uh, he, uh, Sorry, uh, that was Kim, inappropriate. He was Beauty, Kim, a different but, Kim Jong, please. And, and he, uh, he was a South Korean gentleman. Uh, he was uh, he was taking a trying to take a selfie above a waterfall, sixteen hundred foot t- waterfall called Gokta Waterfall, um, and he lost his footing, and oh. down he went. Sixteen hundred uh, feet. Yeah, sixteen hundred feet. So <gasps> you know, I, I, and I don't know whether that was like a sheer drop or more of a ba- bouncy drop, but uh, either yeah. way, sixteen hundred feet of either one of those not very fun. No, he was twenty eight years old. They did recover him in the uh, the lake below. Um, so yeah, selfie danger, people. The second one in Peru uh, was a gentleman named Oliver Park. Uh, he was fifty one. And he was up in the Andes. Uh, he was from Germany. He was in Machu Picchu posing for a photo. And uh, boom, down he went. Uh, they also recovered his body from a, a rocky ravine. As it was Machu Picchu, no kidding. You know, there's a... Uh, so when you get to Machu Picchu, there's another peak on the other, <coughs> other side that you can climb up. Yeah. And I don't remember the name of it. But I remember thinking, like, this would never fly in the States. The way the trail was built. And, I mean, it was just like oh, every like single... The little, the little mountain you could climb when you're at the city of Machu yes, Picchu. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. every step was like... Precarious. Possible death, you oh, know. Nice. And, 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 and it was crowded with people. Crowded. Oh, and, man. yeah, it was crazy. I was just like, wow, all right. Well, actually, such things do fly in the United States right here in Colorado. In fact, it's called Jim Bishop's Castle. And if you, ladies and gentlemen, have not been to Jim Bishop's Castle, I would encourage you to take your children there. The younger, the better. Jim Bishop's Castle is a fantastic place for a family vacation. Go to Jim Bishop's Castle. Climb up to the highest, sketchiest, spire, flimsiest, iron-wrought, iron railing that you could find and let your kids hang over the edge for selfies. Jim Bishop's Castle, ladies and gentlemen. Go there. It's west of Pueblo, Colorado. And if you're unable to make the trip, Squatch made a video about Mm -hmm. 10 years ago called This Exit Only about roadside attractions in the U.S. And he went and interviewed Jim Bishop and featured Bishop's Castle on the documentary. I was there five years ago, six years ago. And Jim Bishop was driving around on a little skid steer on a holiday weekend when a couple of people were poking around. And he would get out of his skid steer and say things like, how did you hear about this place? You didn't hear about it in the media because the media is not doing their job. <laughs> Absolutely. Obama, Obama's not the answer. Obamacare is not your savior. The Jesus Christ is your savior. Oh, is he? A, yeah. Is he a, uh, I think Jim I Bishop likes that. the Lord. I think he likes the Lord. Well, and, a lot uh, of people like the hey, Lord, yeah. but who doesn't like the Lord, man? Yeah. Yeah. You know. All right, I, 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 I got to whack the two. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sorry. So, where were we? Was that trail news? Uh, no, 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 no. no. We, I, we still got a little. No, bit more. I mean, I mean, that was trail news, yeah. and I started, that, I did my Jim Bishop. Set. So, That's um, right. because they're going to sponsor the show. Gilo, your turn is over. So here's here's a little here's a little trivia for you guys. Oh, trail trivia. How many people do you think have died so far this year? In selfie incidents. <laughs> now, 25. Who's, who's in the keeping, world or in the U.S.? Who's keeping track in of the this? World. In the world. Special, who's keeping track of this? Uh, I don't know that there's any official body that's keeping track of it. This is just a list. Why don't a, you a, start? A list. Why don't you start, too many man? Things to Two, do. 25. Like a, I'm you guessing You seem like a pretty morbid dude. 20, no, 250. <laughs> 250. <laughs> 250. Wow. Okay, and you said 25, yeah. so you've got an order of magnitude I'm going to guess 12 and a half. 12 and a half. One dollar. Yeah. One dollar. So are you guessing like... 
someone was pregnant or uh, <laughs> how dare you because if the baby's not here in this world how can we count them as a life oh my god deal you need to hit that pipe because you are need to calm down so the the answer is 20 and apparently, <gasps> apparently no you went over pod I, oh i'm under no yeah, i'm under so yeah. i win i win so uh and india apparently takes the uh the lead in all of that okay next news item okay so um <laughs> y'all remember the uh the couple that put the baby bison in the back of oh, their... Oh, yeah. Our I do. I heard they're going to be our the guests on next month's trail show. Yeah, and so you remember what they ended up having to do with with that baby bison. Yeah, they put yeah. it down. Euthanized. Yeah. That's yeah. what we were told, man. Yeah. That's what we were told. That's what the media told us. But you didn't hear it from you the media. Know. You don't know what's you going on. Know. The media is oh not God. telling you the truth. Hey, man, you show me that. You show me a baby bison cutlet breaded with some scallop yeah, I, and okay and then I'll believe that they euthanized it but yeah man that's yeah. what I'm saying I want to eat the Tasting baby bison believing, that they okay. killed man because it Pat so, wouldn't adopt it so anyway there was this uh, this these people in the Grand Canyon uh, ah. and uh, they there was a baby deer that quote oh, no. unquote walked up to them oh no alright so they scooped it up wrapped it up in uh, their t-shirt or something yep and and took it to the ranger station. Are you the, serious? I'm not yes. kidding. Not kidding. So, and what happened to s- the baby deer? Well, uh, in the short term, the ranger uh, basically lost it uh, because yeah. the yeah she like broke down sobbing. Yeah, she, she knew it was going to be euthanized. And scolding them. Well, so she was thinking about the the bison, the baby bison in Yellowstone, and thinking like, oh great, you know these people have killed this this baby deer yeah. by thinking they were helping. She uh, apparently got their information and had uh, talked about possibly issuing them a citation because it is illegal to right. to approach or handle, uh, harass such and such the wildlife. So she was freaked out thinking that they were going to have to euthanize this, this deer. Uh, she ended up taking it back to the area that the couple had taken it from, wetted it down, uh, and then sort of, I think, to kind of maybe get the smell off of the okay. off or something. The gross like human that. smell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hairless ape is disgusting. Yes, Tell I can me imagine. So, man. Tell me um, man. so, yeah, and then later they did observe the... Uh, <laughs> but I still smell disgusting, trust me. <laughs> trust me, I can from here. <laughs> <laughs> My deodorant lasts like four hours, man. It's <laughs> terrible. So, yeah, uh, in any case, they... We're going to end trail trail news on a happy note. The baby deer did survive. Yes. They saw it later that evening. The yeah! baby had returned, was taking care of it. Dude. And then the, yes, the following day, deer. I believe, they also observed it. That is great. Out. Oh, man. So, that's such so happy news. Death special. by bear, death by selfie. Yeah. Hey, wait. I have a, I have a, a wildlife story to something. add to trail news. Now, now is this trail news or is this just a sure. story? Sure. Okay. okay. Wait, Junaid, just sh- special forty one. Just ran out the door, ladies and gentlemen. Just ah. ran out the door. He just he's gone. Ah. He's gone. He's gone. So speaking of wildlife, he's gone. That's it. They have. Ah. There's a. There's a. There's been a little uh, skunk invasion in our backyard. Oh, under oh. The shed. sweet. Dude. Under the shed, it was skunkopolis. Skunkopolisp. Say that really? again. Skunkopolis. 2016, and the they had to call the local skunk man, and he nice. trapped 15 skunks <laughs> in our Not backyard. Joking. Are you 15? 15. 15. Are, are we talking full grown? No. No. There was one mother. And 15 babies? 
14 babies, but they were teenagers. 14. Yeah. They were like sub-adults. They weren't tiny, but they were smaller than... Like much all smaller. from the same... I don't Brood know. Or whatever. So we don't know. So when the skunk man traps the skunks, oh, it's what, a scene, dude. How does this? How, what, so what he's got these traps that are they're controlled. There's like a, a lever plate on the floor, and they walk across it to get to the can of sardines that's open on the other side. Hmm. And when they walk sardines. across the plate, the door closes on them. And then he comes in the morning. He comes and gets them because they're nocturnal. And he has to throw a tarp over the top of the trap as he is approaching it because they'll spray. And they, they all spray. They all spray. They spray. And in theory, they spray on the tarp, but it smells terrible still for yeah. hours. And our garage smelled like skunk for about a week, even after yep. they were gone. And um, and then he wraps the tarp around the trap, and then he puts them in his Jeep, and then he releases them somewhere else. But the the crazy thing uh, is that... Uh, one block away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone else's shed. Goes the, around the corner and just tosses him in the back. Yeah. The crazy thing is that he started trapping over Fourth of July weekend. Um, the, well, he took the weekend off because he was gone. But anyway, he told me after Fourth of July weekend, he said, oh, yeah, I am. Um, the the uh, tarp fell off in the back of my truck. And they sprayed all over my truck, and then I had oh, to deal with that smell all weekend while I was camping. And I was like, "Oh, that's too bad." You know, why didn't he hose it out or whatever? And then I saw him one day. He actually has a Jeep, and when he said his truck, he was referring to his Jeep. So it sprayed inside his vehicle. I just gagged. It was, <laughs> was just yeah. like, yeah. If you're the skunk uh, man, you probably have like come to peace with the skunk smell. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, really it's it, really I, gross. It probably doesn't even smell it anymore. Yeah. So yeah. he caught 15 in our backyard, and he caught three in the neighbor's oh, yard. Oh, I thought it was 15 total. Oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's correct. So I've seen people here in the metro area um, releasing raccoons, not skunks, but releasing raccoons at trailheads that they had caught in their yard and that you know, had nested under their deck. They had the have-a-heart traps, and they caught raccoons, and you know, you're, you're coming. You know, this was uh, last summer, I think. I was coming back from a mountain bike ride around dusk, and... Uh, Somebody rolls in there in their car, and their kids are in there, and they got these big traps, and they let them out, and boom, let the raccoons go, and out they go into the uh You know, that's interesting you know? that you mentioned that, because Scooby told us that they had a skunk living at the farm with the goats, and they were going to try to trap it, and they called the Department of Wildlife, you know, like, how do we get rid of this or whatever, and they told them that you are, everyone's, everyone is able to trap wild animals like this. But you're not able. You're not allowed to re-release them unless you have a trapper's license. Hmm. And if you're a civilian without a trapper's license, you're supposed to destroy the animal after you trap it. Huh. Hmm. And he was like, "And how would I do that?" And he was like, "Just lower it into a big barrel of water." <laughs> that's <laughs> that terrible. That's yeah, it is kind of terrible. Awful. It's horrible. Yeah, uh, that's messed up. I wonder if that's still the current law in Colorado. I don't know. I think the idea is that. They they want if you have a trapper's license, then in theory you would know where, right. like specifically. To yeah, release because them. if you release raccoons in you know kind of like high desert environments, they might not survive or yeah. skunks or something. Or like that. Or too close to town. You know, or you're like, a, like you're like a black skunk, and you let them out in the in the desert, and it's just like baking in the sun. You know, right? That's my little wildlife news. Let's do trail the month after break. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go to break right now. All right, let's go to break. The trail show will be back.
Hi, this is Mr. Money Mustache, and I never listen to the Trail Show. Trail Show is back. We've been drinking some beer, and we have the smiling Irish bastard. Chainless, you almost redeemed yourself by giving us two, not one, but two. Yeah, but originally there were three. I, yeah. I have to say, I'm a big fan of the Wachusett Larry. The, uh, this, Larry this year beer is uh, 85% alcohol. It's fantastic. Larry Bart. I Wait, did anybody catch that? I'm sorry. That wasn't. That's 8.5% alcohol. 85 IBUs clearly written on the label so that I can read it to you tonight, our listeners, right here without having to think too much. The font is super huge. I can read it really well. It's black on white. Perfect. I can read it so good. The Larry. Larry Bart. <laughs> All right, let's do trial of the month. No, 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 no. We got to oh. talk real quickly about the smiling Irish we bastard. We just did. It what was about good. it? What about it? No, what no, it, he was reading the Larry Boy. Yeah, what, we what mentioned we gonna, it already. What are we going to say about we, it? We got to talk some more about. Do it. you so want? I, do you need to, the label? Can you read the label from where you are? P- uh, Pod, pass that beer. So I first heard about this beer on the Mike O'Mara show. He was yeah, raving. Take us back a little bit. Th- this goes. This is a Maine beer, man. It is Maine. Well, uh, our friend Shameful came from Maine. Um, it, it's uh, it's the smiling Irish bastard American Pale L. It is from the. I'm gonna I'm gonna mispronounce this. The Gingham uh, Brothers Brewing Gangnam Style. Oh, Gangnam Style. Whoop. Gingham. Whoop 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 whoop. Exactly. Whoop. Bringing it back to two. I gotta say, summers ago. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is one of the better beers I've ever had from a listener. Gosh. This might even be in the Are running for two. Well, show <laughs> beer. Stop! I said try it. He's gonna squash us. No. Smiling Irish bastard. Trail oh, no. show the beer. Just got squashed by the giant. Oh my god. <laughs> I think someone's on acid here. Trail of the month, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this month we are we are covering a trail that has been on our radar for years. We had. A good friend of ours, Traja and Jess from CDT06 that we hiked with, who just finished the GR20. They are currently in Baghdad. And <laughs> as it turns out, our Skype connection to Baghdad wasn't the best tonight. That's right. I think Maddie has hiked it as well, has he not? Maddie he, and Yvonne? He has. Can you get him on the Skype at this hour of the night? It, it is possible. He's in Germany. Yeah, we we could try him, I guess. Should I should I oh, give it a go? Sure, a, you could yeah, try, try. But the last time we talked to Maddie, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you were out. Of, you were completely out of your mind during that show. We talked oh, it was to him years ago. I was I mean, sick. To, I think I was sick. To be fair, though, I I think that you've fallen asleep on every show that I've taped so far. <laughs> 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 Oh, it could possibly happen. I get up pretty early in the morning. I'll, I'll let you, you know, know. We talked to Maddie about his hike in Mongolia. We did, and it totally put me to sleep. And, and Dilo, man, <laughs> you, we lost you. I, I don't know what happened. So I'm going to try. This is, you know, Germany's, what, nine, ten hours ahead? Yeah. It's about the same as Baghdad. Yeah, they're getting up right now. Okay. Let's, uh, 6.30. It's Saturday in Germany, Saturday morning. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we can get him on the horn here. And you know what? We might even play a prank on him. <laughs> Calling Matty Erlass in Germany. Well, here we go. Let's see if it works. Well, Skype has a new ring now. It's not as fun. No, I like the old ring better. Yeah. He's not necessarily on Skype. No. Don't you have to be on Skype to get a Skype call? Calling Baghdad. Here we go. Yeah, the new Skype sound, I don't know. Whoa. 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 Wow, that was... You say if somebody's listening right now and they like to dial into the trail show, you could call... Calling Pepper. <laughs> 
Uh, Let's good. just hey, ask him. Sean, uh, leave a message and I'll get back to you. Thanks. <laughs> Let's leave him a message. Pepper, it's P.O.D. from the Trail Show. Um, just calling about our scheduled interview for tonight about the GR20. Not sure what happened. You said you were going to be on, but um, <laughs> I guess we'll try you another time. Uh, we're we're going to run another win a date with Pepper. It's win a date on the GR20 with Pepper. Uh, so call us back. All right, bye. Oh my god, that was amazing! <laughs> well, that was amazing. We didn't get anybody on Skype, no. so okay. Well, I guess we're gonna have to run with this ourselves. <laughs> you know, this this goes back to the first year of Trail Show episodes. We would we would wing these Trail of the Month things, and they'd usually be at the end of the show. I know when we were, were completely so way in our cups. And we, you know, we'd laugh. We'd we'd spend like three and a half minutes on the trail and then move right on. But fortunately, <laughs> we had Mags at that point, who was really good at doing research and homework. That's true. But now we've uh, got you and Delo, and, we, <laughs> and we've got Wikipedia. So I actually did do some research on the GR20. Oh yeah, me too. I did as well. I'm so excited to talk about it. Pod, yes. are you? I am. Are we recording live right now? We're on the air. It yes. is. In, it is in Corsica. I love it. Now, where the heck is Corsica? Corsica is actually southeast of Nice, and it is... Uh, is it France, Italy? It, what it is owned by France, yeah. Okay. And it's due west of Rome. Cute. It's 112 miles long. Oh. And the, a, lot of, a lot of websites re- recommend like 15 to 16 days. I think the reason that people take, take so long is because it's, it's a cultural thing. Just like we talked about when we were in New Zealand. So they have a, a system of huts. And so people go from hut to hut. And even if they get to the hut at like 2 p.m. How many, how many huts do they have in total? Um, well, there's like 16 stages. So you can stay. I think there's at least one hut per stage. Okay. So I think people, even if they s- get there at 2, they stop for the day. And most of the huts have, uh, many of the huts have some basic food that you can pay for. So you can get a meal there um, and wine. Uh, and then there are, there, hey were, there were a couple of... There's a couple of the, uh, what they call stages, where there's actually a couple of little towns that you can go down into if you want to resupply. It sounds like a lot of the huts during the, the staffed season offer um, a, a basic meal. And okay. Do they I, offer wine? Wine. Local and wine. I did, uh, I did fi- find this wonderful, this uh, wonderful thing that I highlighted on here. It's talking about water sources. As we, Disco and I have seen, I don't know about you guys if you've seen this, but in Europe, um, most people bring all their drinking water from a hut or town. They will not pull from local streams. Even if there's springs. Even if there's springs and even if they have a filter. Why? What's now, how did the, you uh, find this out? We yeah, saw this in Spain. It what would be the point common. of even bringing a filter exactly. then? Exactly. For emergency situations only. No. So like, I, I know it sounds crazy, man, so but people are horror. Europe. So would I'm they really carry like? Would they really carry like gallons and gallons and? Or I'm sorry, liters and liters. Yeah, and liters not of water. gallons, but <laughs> no, people people would I, carry quite a bit of water. I do want to say I do want to say that in some parts of the world where they have lots of animals grazing all over the place, there is an amazing amount of. Yeah. Everywhere. That's true. There is an amazing amount of. And now I feel like in Europe you might have an abnormally am- a large amount of grazing. Here in the USA, we've got a lot of wilderness, a lot of areas that are far away from things, miles in, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 miles from a road type of thing. You don't have that in Europe. What you do have is just lots of trails that are through kind of small parts of mountains, maybe some big parts of mountains, but then there's always a village and then, you know, people grazing animals and there's just everywhere. So if you are not above those animals, 
You're drinking, drinking water, you know? Um, the, the deal with the GR20 is that it's become quite crowded of late. And um, the, I, I read a few people's, like, skim through some blogs and people talk about how horrible it is to sleep in those huts because it's so hot. There's, like, 30 to 50 people and everyone's snoring and farting, you know? Yeah, and, and, and why is this appealing? I, and this they're is, European, so they're unbathed. Kidding, uh, kidding. Uh, oh, I'll send all hate mail to special at thetrailshow.com. Right. Yes, and, uh, send it my way. You can I camp. I love responding to them. Yes, you can <laughs> camp, and that's actually cheaper than staying. It's like you can camp in the open air in your own tent and only listen to your own snores and farts, or you can pay twice as much money or more and sleep in a tiny room with 30 other people. I, again, I just don't get this obsession with staying inside huts. Now, I read on one of the websites that I'm sure that uh, Ms. Pilati perused today on the internet that afternoon when she was studying for the trail show tonight, um, that yeah. it's actually illegal to camp not at these huts. Yes, yeah. that's true. You cannot Which is crazy. What is that all about? Camp. Why can't you, why can't you, can't you cowboy camp? Well, I, you know you what? I think there aren't a lot of places to camp, to be honest. I mean, when, when I looked at different people's short videos and stuff, it was it's so gnarly. rocky and yeah, steep. So steep. I, I think there's probably not really a lot of places it's to like camp. It's like you're climbing way. over a mountain and you come down the other side and there's a place to camp. And then you go back over the next yeah. mountain and come down the other side and there's another place to camp kind of thing. Uh, the other yeah. thing is that there are... Uh, various entry points, and y- you know, th- there's a lot of. Uh, yeah, what are the termini? The Colinsana. Colinsana Corsica. Okay. To. Visanova. Uh, I'm not sure if they pronounce it con- Conca or Consa or Concha. Concha? Whoa. POD, please, let's keep it family friendly. POD, je ne sais pas. It's C O N C A. That's the. Most hikers go southbound. So that's oh. that's the south. Southern Terminus. Now, the pictures I saw from Trajan Jess's hike, it parts look like Colorado. Yeah, but but I would I would submit that maybe more like the winds, like the peaks seemed a little steeper, a little more rocky. Yeah, a less less like what's, rounded. What's also interesting too is you're not that far from the ocean as the crow right. flies. I mean, how how many yep. miles wide is the island of Corsica? Two hundred miles. Yeah, it's not and, very big. And I remember Maddie telling us that there's a couple of steep pitches where. You're either grabbing onto chains or like bolts in the rocks, and that <laughs> there were so many pictures of chains in the DVDs that I watched of the GR20. Okay, you yeah. tell us, tonight. man. Th- yeah, that's it. There was just a lot of chains. A lot there of chains. were chains but and there was chains, chains, serious chains. You've ever like pulled yourself up a mountain on chains? It's like I could die if so I lose grip of this chain I, and my hands sweat. These chains I act as bottlenecks. Yeah. Yes, you do you not like chains. No, a lot of times, because exactly for that reason, because it, they end up causing bottlenecks, and then people try to go around people, or people will end yes. up like I've seen it on Angels Landing in uh, Zion. People freeze up on the chains. It, you know, they they end up it, it ends up getting them into a situation where they where they freeze. Yeah, you know. In the same way that, like, sometimes people go up and then get, get stranded and can't climb down. Like cats. You know, so can't like, go up, can't come down. There's usually people. So, and then, yeah, people try to pass, and then it's like. And they give blankets yeah. and jackets to the, the people that are freezing. No, the I, other thing that can happen is that people end up uh, kicking down rocks huh? and stuff on the people below them. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I know. That when I actually that was a cold weather joke. When I got. I, I, didn't I didn't go up. Uh, You're on your own there, buddy. Junaid, I, I, I didn't go up uh, Half Dome. When I was there many, many years ago, when I was a, a young, young lad, 
because I kind of knew that it was just like this rope leading up this, you know, 500 foot, you know, granite slope with all these people going up and down it. It was just like, this is nuts, dude. Like, how do you pass people? Yeah, this? I've also you know, seen I'm some chains before, too, and ropes that are super, super sketchy. Hmm. And, y- you know, people start putting their weight on them and trusting them. And I'm like, man, there's some great rock handholds here and like some yeah. roots to hold on to. Uh, yeah, I've I've actually taken down a couple of ropes uh, when I was a hiker in, in Hawaii because they just rotted out too bad, and, yeah. and yeah. it was just to the point where I was like, "Ropes, somebody's going to come along and put their weight on this thing and, and die." die. Yeah. Yeah. Ropes do concentrate the usage though, so that if it is a high use area, it's people aren't grabbing onto that root in like ten every day, twenty, thirty, fifty people a day pulling on that root, and then that tree dies. You know. True enough, but yeah. uh, in in a lot of these areas, I don't I don't think that there's a great alternative to putting up some kind of a chain or rope or, mm-hmm. or something like that. And also, you see they, places where you know, a, a root is the foothold, and it's been there forever. Yep. And the way because of the way the tree is growing, it's not going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just becomes like super smooth, like in caves where the rocks. Yeah, like, almost varnished. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There, there's a there's actually a number of those trees, um, in on a number of hikes that I've been to that were yes. So Maddie told us that he was at one of these bottlenecks at the base on these chains and that there were people up above him crying (laughs) (laughs) as rocks were falling from the people up (laughs) above them. So just be warned, you know, you might end up in a few of these bottlenecks if you go hike the GR20 and you might end up in tears. I don't know. I think a good, I think one of the, you know, I haven't been there. Actually, none of us have been here. And in fact, our friend who was supposed to dial in tonight is not here with us. But I think many of us would recognize the GR20 for what it is, which is an overcrowded short hike on a beautiful island with amazing mountains and use a little bit of uh, long-distance hiker ingenuity That's to right. have a better time of it. And the Are web- you saying stealth camp it? But I don't know if you can. That's the thing. I, yeah, I don't think that's the issue. It might just be too gnarly. It, you know, sleeping I, on a bunch of rocks and a steep slope. You know, the the website that I gathered all my information from, which just let me tell you right now what it is. And Dilo, you wouldn't be suggesting that our listeners no, do something no, no, illegal. No, no, no. no right? I would I, never do I that. I think that they should just go for the next FKT because it's at, at oh. I think thirty two hours Thir- or something like that. Speaking of, so they should. Somebody <laughs> well, just go for the there's <laughs> a couple of options. So I got most of my information at uh, Corsica dot dot com slash gr. 20. So that website, Corsica.4hikers.com, has a bunch of hikes on Corsica. And if you add the slash GR20, it has all this very specific specific information about the GR20. And it talks about it being crowded. And as you can imagine, it, it offers some suggestions. One is to go northbound. So it's still crowded, but not everybody's going the same direction of you. To me, that seems more annoying. Yes, Disco? Now, when you say... <laughs> When you say crowd, when you say crowded, does that imply that there's a lot of Germans on the trail? No. Am I right, ladies? Also, the season, uh, the the That's recommended terrible. season, terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. The recommended season is <laughs> late June to early September. Okay. When most huts are open, Awful. so if you go before June, you're going to contend with a, a bit of snow. Right, but the huts are not open, and so there's hardly anybody out there. And if you go after September, but it could be death. You're risking that that weather window. But again, the huts are not open. So so what I'm hearing is, if you're into a little bit of snow travel, maybe go earlier or September. Yeah, and actually, if you wanted to have a little bit more of a 
wildernessy experience. And there is the option of an alpine traverse. Oh. Uh, they talk about that you have Tell to go. More. You have to go with a guide. Okay. Um, a registered guide because it is pretty difficult. Yeah, that's um, no that's yeah, no joke though. No. That's Between no. November and May, <laughs> there is snow. Um, the trail is quite dangerous. There are no guards. All the huts are closed. Um, in winter, the GR twenty can only be crossed by experienced cross country skiers with a high mountain guide. Hmm. And the winter variant of the GR twenty's northern part is known as La Alta Strada. So it is. It, it people do do it in the winter time. Uh, it seems like based on the the video that we watched, it'd be pretty treacherous in the winter. I would think. I wouldn't do it with heavy snow. I think you could get away with it. You know, depending on the season, yeah. early season. You know, before the huts are open, because the huts open on you know June one every year, and that's that. Because, but if you hike in May and it's a low snow year, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, because Corsica is pretty far south. I actually think fall would be really nice. Myself. I think September would be nice. Late after September, the after post, the huts are closed. I, maybe Before off topic winter. a little bit, but what's, what what language do they speak there? French. Viva la France! Because yeah. yeah. a lot Viva of those place names looked uh, pretty, Italian. pretty Italian. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind right. of back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Sardinia, the island just south, is part of Italy in there. Yeah, they, there so they I'm sure there's a lot of intermingling Italiano. there. Uh, so anyway, that website that I mentioned, Corsica.com, fourhikers.com slash GR20. It gives a lot of information that I'm not going to go into about how to get to the trailheads. It talks about alternate entry and exit points. So if you only want to do a section of it, there's that option too. talks about all the different lodging and food options and uh, highlights can, can and you, side can trips. Can you talk about some of those food options? Uh, it's basically pasta and wine. So oh, it's so awesome. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and there's it's there's also a lot of cool optional side hikes up to different peaks and passes. I and would it gives think the information for that the, too. Uh, what's the high point of the The uh, high point, I actually did some research. Oh. Let me flip back to my front page. The high point is called Breche de Capitello and it is 6675 feet. Wow. Okay. And I don't know what the prominence is on that, but I know Higher it's Higher than Boulder. Now, Not possible. Having having <laughs> looked at some of the pictures <laughs> and some of the so footage true, of the terrain yeah. of this trail, I would think that if you start to explore some of these alternate routes, some of these, you know, oh, I'll just go that way, you know, it's it's going to be gnarly. Well, there's going to be crazy. There actually there. are side trails, and they're marked. So ah. the actual trail is marked with a specific symbol on rocks. <gasps> are you saying you could blue blaze and the, the GR side trails? Can I get it? Yes. Can I get it? Yes. So it's a stripe. It's yeah. a, a double or triple stripe that's marked for the GR20. And side paths are single block uh, colors. So if you could, you blue, could single block it, bruh. Dude, you could make your own route. That's totally true. You could. Yeah, across Corsica. And I don't know if there's... Pudding. I think there's pops, probably... Corsican. The other way, too. Yeah. So. Clams. What? I don't know, man. So it's, it's the Mediterranean. They have seafood there, I'm sure. In right? July of you know? 2014, clams. They have clams. Guillaume Perrette set the fastest known time in 32 hours. Whoa, that's crazy. 112 miles, ladies and gentlemen. That's 180K in 32 hours. That's, that's uh, moving. Well, that's how many moving. miles uh, per hour is that young man walking and running? 3.5 miles per hour. That's pretty good wow. if you're thinking about chains and as long straight as up vert. If you, if you can go without sleep, that's a pretty good... Should we talk about the trail media? 
We should absolutely. Since, so, uh, <laughs> which I failed to watch, but oh, um, that's all right. It was it a sh- was only a five minute video, and I, I <laughs> it's couldn't. a five minute video, and I, I'll put the I'll put the link up on our Facebook page. Let's just go to break. I'll watch it real quick. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically uh, it's in French. There's hardly any speaking, but it is in French, and it's a couple, and it's their journey through. Uh, through Corsica, and he does some good film editing, so there's some good shots in there. I think the main thing is that it gave a really good idea of what the terrain is like, what the huts are like, even with hardly any speaking. It was a, there were a lot of shots of of the terrain, the trail itself, the markings, the chains, the sunrise, the sunset, the huts, the camping areas, and there's there's some place where, because I, I looked at several different videos yeah. to get some information, and there's some place where everybody goes swimming, and it looks really mm-hmm. awesome. It's okay. like in this waterfall area, and every every single person had that in their video. So, yeah. Is there anything about the GR twenty that we have failed to cover? Just that you know, none of us have hiked it, so we don't have any <laughs> personal experiences there or anything like that. But, uh, yeah. but we'll post a video. It's, oh yeah, that somebody else fine. filmed their hike. No. And problem. let me just say, if you go on YouTube and start looking for GR twenty videos, you're going to find a lot of videos with real bad music, like Enya. How dare you? Well, I think, you know what? You know what? That just goes to show you how popular the GR20 is. Because everybody is putting videos up there. It's like listening to all sorts of music. That's just like Yeah, crazy. actually, there was one that you know? had a, a Macklemore song, and it was pretty, it was really cool, actually, but it was too... Um, we should do one with death metal. It was too frenetic, <laughs> I think. When we come back for break, <laughs> we'll be covering trips, tips, and Delo's favorite iTunes Top 5. Your postmodern, non-broadcasters, The Trail Show. Your new favorite beer-drinking renaissance foursome, The Trail Show. This month's show is brought to you by Alda West. Alda West holds a host of events throughout the year, including Rucks in Oregon, Idaho, Colorado, and their annual gathering coming up the last weekend of September. Registration for this year's gathering in Nevada City, California is currently open, so make sure you make your reservation today or you'll be devastated tomorrow. <laughs> www.aldhawest.org Beauty, we're going, right? We are going. Any of you guys going? (laughs) We know Dilo's not going. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I made it last year, man. I went to my first... Oh, man. You should have seen Dilo dancing with all the women last year. (laughs) Oh, man. Dilo, you got some moves. (laughs) You got some moves, man. I did. There was about, you know, eight to ten ladies dancing up front by themselves and I just had to get up there. He had a sideways birthday hat thing on. Yeah, he was I had to get up around. there. Just yep. slide up all. Uh, I, ju- I just didn't know why more men weren't up there dancing with these eight young Man, ladies. All I remember is somebody brought out the soap bubbles and the little thing you blow the soap bubbles through. And I, 
that I got lost in soap bubbles for like four yeah, hours. He would walk up behind people and just blow bubbles over their heads until they noticed. Until they got really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> hours, dude. Hours of this that. This is a great, you know, uh, this is some great advertising for all the West. You're like, go to your all the West gathering and well, get so like deranged well, that you're just yes. blowing bubbles. And one over of the reasons heads. that Dilo was dancing and Disco was blowing bubbles is because <laughs> there is free beer. Oh, free. Yeah. And there's not just a little. I thought you were going to say free ecstasy. No. No, <laughs> no. Just well, beer. No. Tons of beer. But it's not just like any beer. It's no, like it's great really beer. Good they beer have really good beer sponsors. From all these local yep. breweries. And they're just like, all the West, here's a keg. Take two. Yeah, they have, you guys yeah. rock. I hope your hikers can like drink eight it. or something? There Ten? was more kegs than people could drink. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's, that's it. A that's good it. Problem. That's to have. all there was. Yeah. They did not drink all the beer there that weekend. Speaking of all the West, should we talk about our trips of the past month? We should. Yeah! Let's, let's start with D-Lo. Yes, D-Lo. dude. I went hiking twice. That's right. I went hiking twice on two different trails with four people, and we hiked about a total of. Maybe three or four miles. That's right. It's crazy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We did so much hiking. But at least we got out. And actually, the last time we got out, it was last weekend. And we went hiking up in some cool Ponderosa forest with a lot of heavy Ooh. undergrowth along a creek that was almost kind of seasonal, but it's falling in still spots. And yeah, it was great. Where? In Boulder? Yes. We didn't go that far. We just kind of hiked really close because we didn't really feel like that was worth the drive to go hiking because we didn't for go like a mile for that long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was no, fun, though. no music festivals this month. No, well, I did go to the, I, I went to Martha's Vineyard. Oh, hey now. Yeah, I went to, that was a trip. It was an airplane and vehicle, vehicular trip. I did a lot of biking. Any ticks? Uh, none of us got any ticks, but Martha's Vineyard has an amazing amount of ticks. Yeah. But we, none of us got any tick bites. We're, I think we're pretty good. We did. We did spend some time in the woods, though. I read an article about ticks this morning on Appalachian Trials. Really? And you should check it out, D'Lo. You might be interested. There are so many ticks. In fact, I think some of us may have read an article this month about the 12 most tick-ridden states in the oh, United States. That's, did I send that link to you, you guys? You did. And I oh. wanted to talk about that. Which mm. Weren't they all in New England? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, Minnesota. Minnesota is uh, yeah, one of them. There's some Midwestern. Oh, yeah. Midwestern there might have been an Ohio did, did in there. Did you send that sure. one to me? I think I probably sent it to everybody. I don't know. It it wasn't. I don't remember. I don't either. know that it was news. It it was actually like you read the states. You're like, okay, New Jersey. Yeah. It, Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. Minnesota. Sure. Connecticut. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was all the usual suspects. I feel like you right. sent that article before you actually tried, you know, click the link and... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what? And what? realize that it was just clickbait, and you're like, yeah. oh, state number one, I get state number in. two. Yep. I get sucked in by those clickbait articles, d especially when they say Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are fa- fantasize about death by bear. Special, did you do any walks this past <laughs> month? Uh, nothing big, but I did uh, do a little hike up starting at the Eldora Ski Area. Oh, uh, really? And uh, we went up to a little lake. Um, it was like Van Winkle Lake or something. Oh, some no funny kidding. Name. Yeah, it's uh, just below Rollins Pass. Oh, uh, very cool. Okay. So, yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, I think, about 10 miles almost round trip, out and back, rather. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was nice. Uh, sort of a connected series of old Forest Service roads and uh, some trail and some, like, Jeep road at the very end. I, so. I'm assuming you did that before the fire started? Uh, so, Well, funny story. 
Oh, you, do you have something you need? So to the fire started the the fire started the day before we went up there. Oh, and you know we saw the smoke the day before, and then the that morning we went up, and we didn't see like any real smoke going yeah. on. So we thought like, oh, they must have got it under control or whatever. Hmm. Drove all the way up the canyon, went all the way through Ned, no problem. You know, parked, did our hike. And then when we were coming back down to the car, uh, some guy pulls up from the, you know, in the Eldora parking lot there in a little golf cart. And he's like, hey, oh, yeah, they closed the road down to Boulder. So we ended up having to drive, Whoa. Uh, uh, you know, down south and around. Oh, um, damn. So, it would, yeah, during our hike, they, they actually closed wow. the road. Yeah, so for people that don't know, Ned is actually the nickname of the town Nederland, which is right up above Boulder. And there's about a 550-acre wildfire that's been going on for the past week, which I believe is 100% contained as of today. Eight homes have burned. I don't think anyone has been hurt or killed, thank God. But I think over 1,000 people were evacuated at yeah. the height yeah. of and the fire. And it was due to someone leaving their fire not dead out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, th- this might be a good opportunity for us to, to throw a little like PSA in, in here. Yeah, yeah uh, I feel you like, know, I feel like it's I... so fun to pee in a fireplace. Yeah. It's so, like, so bad. Do whatever you got to do. Just but you don't know what? Be that, I feel like I, that guy. when I yeah. when I go, I, I mean, Disco and I don't often do fires anyway when we're yeah, camping. I, and I think that's a through hiker thing. You just you're like that's too much work. Yeah. But I feel like I have been camping with people, and people are really nonchalant. Don't you feel like people are really nonchalant about? I'm like too I, paranoid about it. I would I'm go paranoid. so far as to use the word cavalier. Cavalier, yeah. I think that a lot of times too, people <laughs> Dilo, can people I get an amen? Assume that amen. Like, amen. I think people think like, oh, you know, it's in, in a fire ring of some kind or another, yeah. or like, oh, I'm <laughs> safe. And, and they don't they don't think, you know, oh, hey, fires can't escape the fire ring. Yeah, yeah, I've camped in places where there's no running water, okay? Mm-hmm. And people are like, let's have a fire. And I'm thinking, well, we all brought water up here, but that seems like a bad idea to have a fire in a place where there's no spigots, no nothing. And then... This has happened to me a couple times, and then it's like time to go to bed, and I'm like, "All right, should we? Uh, you know, let's pour some water. Oh, it's fine. I think it's dead. Let's just go to bed." And I'm like, "Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we should maybe put, you know, put some sand on it." Or yeah, I mean, some the, water. the thing is, is like, I think it's a pretty common practice for people to do that, and sure, probably like 999 times out of a thousand, you're fine. But there are plenty of stories out there of people. You know, oh, I thought the fire was pretty much burned down, and I went yeah. to went to to yeah. bed, and then Especially woke up to it had you know reignited and gotten of out flames. of the gotten out of the ring somehow. And next thing they know, like they and like caused a big I fire. know that it can cause a big fire, but even before that, I'm always paranoid about like it's going to put a hole in my tent or it's going to burn yeah. through my air mattress, and then I'm not going to sleep well. You know, yeah. it's like I mean, I, I of course I would not want to start a wildfire too, but. I don't know. It just seems so crazy to me. Like I, I, I enjoy a fire now and again, but for the most part, I just don't feel like they're that necessary. Yeah. And and you know, I see a lot of people that that make very large fires yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and that's really not the style that I'm into. I mean, even when I do have a fire, it's like something that you want to build. Yeah. Small and then sit close. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I will do a quick trip. Of the month in PUD, you're gonna have to pick two. I know you've done ten this past no, month. No, I don't have to pick two. I can just pick one. Okay, very good. So I actually went fly fishing for my first time this month. Ooh! And did you catch any flies? I d- I did not catch flies, but I did catch a brown trout. Nice. And I owe it all to my good friend Marcus, who 
had the raft. We actually were fishing fishing from a raft oh, as fun. we were going down the Arkansas River through Salida. It's pretty cool. And I caught the fish. Th- thanks, with thanks for the invite. <laughs> anytime, man. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I, I caught the fish within 60 seconds of the takeout. The whole night I was fishing, it was like, you know, 6, 7 o'clock. And uh, he's like, he's like, put the fly there. Put the fly there. He was telling me exactly where to throw the fly. And, like, they, they were hitting it. And then I'd pull. And quitting it. They were hitting it. And then I'd pull. And the fish would take off, and the the fly. I, I couldn't hook him. I couldn't hook him. This was the problem. So was this a catch and release scenario? Yeah, or I mean, we, he caught a a really nice rainbow trout that was about twelve inches long, which he released back to the water. And I caught like about a seven inch brown trout, which I threw back in. But it was cool. Like never been fly fishing. Watched the rivers river runs through it with Brad Pitt and was inspired. Oh. That's just a joke. <laughs> But no, I've been wanting to go fly fishing, and we live five blocks from the Arkansas River yeah. now, so it, it only seems like proper to do this. And I actually, this past week, I ordered a Tinkara rod. Oh, and Tinkara is a Japanese style of fly fishing that's very minimalistic. Tinkara. And if there's any trail show listeners out there that are into Tinkara, I please send me tips, advice, whatever you got. Disco at thetrailshow.com. dot com. Happy. To learn anything you want do, to tell me. Do not send him your fish, though. Yeah, please. No, 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 no. Uh, but you can send beer. I did a hike to Ptarmigan Lake with POD, Snorkel, and Bigfoot that I'll briefly mention. So you're going to have to pick a different hike. It was amazing. So Cottonwood Pass separates Buena Vista from the Taylor Reservoir. We've driven over uh, this. I think it's Buna. Uh, Buena Vista. That's why I say I refuse that's why I say to BV. say. Yeah. Okay, BV. Uh, yeah. We've driven by the trailhead for Ptarmigan Lake 20, 30 times. Oh, way more than that. Yep. And never stopped, never thought twice about it. POD said, hey, let's go do the Ptarmigan Lake hike. It's short. It's like three miles up, three miles back, easy peasy. We did We did end up doing a 30-minute hike on the wrong trail as we started. <laughs> we did. But we, we figured that out pretty quickly. Came back to the trailhead. 30 minutes is quick, huh? Yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah. I don't think it was quite I'm 30 just minutes, kidding. but Yeah. We were all flapping our gums, and then all of a yep. sudden we realized, hey, we're, this is a cross-country ski trail. This doesn't really look like a hiking trail. And then it sort of disappeared, and yep. uh, we pulled out a GPS unit and, and some maps and figured out that we, were, we had made some bad decisions. So we went back to where we started, and uh, we started over. Good call. <laughs> and we actually got on the right trail. We hiked up to Tarmigan Lake in the pass above Tar- Tarmigan Lake. Amazing! Three-mile yep. One-way hike. Three and a half, If, if you need, if you're looking, seek it out, ladies and gentlemen. It's phenomenal. Where yeah. is this again? And it, I on... saw a big trout in, tar- in um, yeah. Tarmigan Lake itself, which I where, might have where to. Where is Tarmigan it, Lake It again? is on Cottonwood Pass, pass Road. Oh, fantastic. Uh, oh, that, on the I, yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Just I've shy of the pass. It's, I've been there. It's it is a mi- nice hike. It's three miles oh, up to the lake. Oh, you've done it, man. Mm-hmm. I have, yeah, yeah. Three miles up to the lake and then another half mile up to the pass. Fantastic. And if you are so inclined, you can go up much, much higher from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. To the divide. Beautiful, nice ridges. You know, hike a little peak above the lake. Yeah. Get up just a little bit higher. Yeah. You know good stuff all right pod you've done a thousand trips this past month what what are you going to tell us uh i think i'm going to talk about my most recent trip i went down to the western side of the san juans to the silverton area silverton slash purgatory um my friend Poohhead is uh renting a condo down there your friend who Poohhead. that's her trail name and um She's there for the. That sounds like a fun story. Yeah, Yeah, she's there for the summer, and uh, she invited me down, 
And so I went down there and I did a couple of day hikes up to some crazy beautiful lakes that are turquoise because of the uh, the minerals and stuff in the in the water. They just look, you know, they look fake. It's amazing. Do, do you remember Mica Lake in Washington on the yes. PCT? Uh-huh. It's just after you go around Glacier Peak there. It's on the original, not the reroute. Oh, okay. Mica Lake, yeah. It's one of the coolest yeah. looking lakes and one of the lakes I went to is Island Lake, and okay, yeah. it has it has a little wizard island in the middle, and and it's it is really cool. But I would just say to folks that there are a lot of lakes like that in that area, and uh, Ice Lake and Island Lake, while stunningly beautiful, there are so many people. I was there on a Wednesday, and it was a freaking conga line. It was crazy. Were they crowded? The the trails were cr- very crowded. Does that imply that um, there were a lot of Germans on the trail? <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Oh God. This is what I'm going to have to deal with for the next Sorry. month. This is how it works. That's rough, man. Does he's he like, do that at home? He's like a four-year-old. Does that happen at your yep, house? It Just happens. Like, What's the problem? <laughs> uh, but anyway, I would just say get out a map, and, and there's lots of lakes that are that crazy color around Where? there. Where? Where? Uh, Okay, so it would be south of, uh, north of Silverton, south of Uray. Oh, fantastic. And that was crowded way out there. Well, the thing is, is that there's a forest road that goes out to that trailhead, and it's mm. a giant forest road, like super mm. wide. And there's like f- 12 different campgrounds along that road that oh, go wow. to the Ice Lakes trailhead. Oh, wow. Um, it is the destination. Yeah, north of there is uh, Columbine Lake, and mm. there's no trailhead. The road is rough, and as a result... No one goes up there, especially because there's no trailhead. There's no signs on the road. Even the Forest Service roads that go out there are narrow and windy. And there's no sign on the side of the highway that, hey, this is road 820. It's just like a dirt road with no marking. Yeah. I knew where it was because I was, you know, I'd look, I'd done some research and I was looking for it. But um, anyway, I would just say that there's a lot of stuff to see and that Island Lake's really cool, but it's really, really crowded. So, but anyway, yeah, that yeah. was my fun trip. Poohhead didn't go with me. She's pregnant. We've got a. And by crowded, do you... Just don't. Just, come on. <laughs> come on. Stop. I'm sorry. Stop. I'm sorry. Okay. Just stop. And now it's time for D-Lo's favorite segment. It's iTunes Top 5, ladies and gentlemen. All right. D-Lo, any, any comments about iTunes? No, man. I'm trying to take care of something. Here. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm not really into iTunes Top 5 this month either. Okay, good. But Really? But you, you just played it up earlier. You're going to like... Cut that out. No, I think you're just gonna play it up and then let's just make some up. (laughs) No, I like actually playing it up and not doing it. No, I I think because nobody would care. (laughs) In lieu of iTunes top five, I've promised I'm gonna deliver. We're bringing Trailline back, ladies and gentlemen. We're bringing Trailline back. Nobody said we. Whoa, whoa, we got a call right now. All right, I think I think I'm gonna make it work this time. Hello, Michael. Hi, Donald. It's Donald Trump. Yeah, I know, Donald. I, I, I just wish you'd stop calling me. Donald, uh, are you looking for a new VP? Yeah, I, why why call me, Donald? Come on, you know that I'm not. I don't want to be associated with you anymore. I'm trying to take care of some business right now. What, what do you want, Donald? Campaign's good. It's successful. It's big. We're doing good. We just named a vice presidential nominee. Everything's good. That, that, that's fantastic, Donald. Why are you calling me? You didn't ex- answer that. Just answer that question. Is, uh, Why are you calling me? Is special in the room again this evening. He is special. Y- yeah, yeah. I'm, Donald, I'm here. Donald wants to talk to you. They'll have plans to build a wall special. 
Right on, man. Do you uh do you do you need somebody you got to your like your papers special? Oh, I got my papers right here. <laughs> Why don't you come look at them? Is the Princess of Darkness still on the show? Claro que sí. Oh, there's my token Latino. <laughs> it's Latina, Así buddy. Es. Latina. You know, I Así too, es bueno. I enjoy the Taco Bell. When I go out, sometimes I have the gordita. Tú estás gordito. Is Dilorenzo still around? I, I'm trying not to pay attention to you, Donald. I really I am. I'm really not. Se, you know? se puso de mal humor el Dilo. I'm glad that you guys got the trail line segment going again. I was happy to call in where, tonight. Where, Donald, tell me, just, you know, I, I really don't want to talk to you, but I'm going to ask you one question, Donald. I, where's Tom Brokaw tonight? I mean, come on. Tom Brokaw was supposed to call, not you. Tom's big. He's successful. He's good. He retired. He's done a great job for this country. And uh, he is going to make the country great again, just like myself. Uh, that's fantastic. It sounds like hey. Disco has got the Donald Trump voice down. Hey, Donald. <laughs> you know, I was I was thinking the other day, you know, there's a few places in this country that have really... This is special? Yeah. They, they've really just... Hi, special. Hey, how's it going? They've re- so they, it's going well. These places, they, they, they are not winning. Uh, you know, I'm thinking We're of like winning. some some places where, you know... Uh, Biloxi. South. Oh, I love Biloxi. Was there um, last month for an event? In- so I'm I'm thinking maybe you should you should run for like governor, huh. because I think that like Special, on the I don't know if on the state the level I really feel like you could do some some serious Special, maybe damage. You don't, damp, yeah, maybe you don't know how to read, but I am the Republican nominee for the presidential campaign to become president of the United States. Awesome. In that case, could you give me like some sort of a sweet uh, ambassadorship or something? Uh, I could give you a slap in the face, and we could call it good. Is DiLorenzo around? Donald. I'm not interested in talking to Special anymore, and I'm not interested in talking to Darkness either. Uh, Donald, I'm still trying to take care of this business that I've got. Can I ask Donald Trump a question? You can. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Jump in there. It's about time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, Donald, so just so you know, there's some listeners that have insinuated that I'm actually... Uh, doing your voice is is part of some silly bit for the trail show, and uh, I just you know I just thought I would bring that to your attention. I've heard the rumors, I've heard the the accusations. It, it's nothing new. The drama, the media. I'm well aware. Just 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 keep the show going. We like what you're doing down there. It's a good show. Well, thanks, Donald. I, I really appreciate that. You know, we really appreciate your help here on the trail show. I don't know how we could do it without you. Is Princess of Darkness still there? No. <laughs> Michael? Not here tonight, Don. Uh, it looks like <laughs> looks like Mr. Cosby just arrived. I've got to go. Donald. No, no, Bill, Donald. please. Please, not yet. The bullet pop. No. Okay, Donald Trump out. Pop. Wow, so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm that was so crazy. I'm so glad that we can all be here to watch Disco <laughs> entertain himself. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about. That was amazing. Like, I told you I was going to resurrect. Amazing is not the word of <laughs> I, I, would, I would say serendipitous. I mean, yeah. really. No one believed me. I said I was going to resurrect the trail line segment. We got the phone lines working. I want to hear Tom Brokaw, man. I'm tired of Donald Trump. Well, we'll see what Why we can Donald do. Why does Donald Trump have to keep you know, calling us? It, it's Why? funny. Tom's brother... Bob has donated to the show in recent months. And, Bob uh, Brokaw? Yeah, Bob Brokaw. He, he had some uh, interesting words to say about certain segments of the show. But 
that's neither here nor there. I think we had uh, a God. little bit of... P.O.D., are you okay? Yeah, now I am. Do we have some mailbag? Yeah, we actually have a bit of mailbag. Oh. A bit of? Is that like a little let's, bit? Uh, yeah. Let's rustle on in there. What do you got? I have two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, let, let's start with the first one first, and then we'll do the second one last. Uh, I think that's a great idea. I don't know. The first one is from Piglia. That's hey. her trail name. I uh, discovered your show one afternoon at the end of 2015 while daydreaming at my office desk job. By the next time I could go hiking, I was hooked after the first few shows, which is amazing because they were bad. Uh, listened to the next 40 or so over the following weeks, including all the bonus shows. Wow. My husband and I enjoy hiking, but after our son was born, we found it very difficult to find time and figure out the logistics, you know. Turns out, though, our son, now too, loves everything there is to love about being outside. We just got back from a week-long trip to Rocky Mountain National Park. Hey, now. Nice. Uh, what a beautiful place. My son will probably not remember this trip, but we'll never forget carrying him and telling him stories. Uh, so we couldn't have, a, have had a better way to introduce our son to hiking, which he's been asking to do since we've been home. I'm telling you this because my inspiration for this trip came from listening to your show. I wish I could remember the episode number, but somewhere in the 30s, there was a particular show that spoke to me. There was a big conversation about finding a way to get outside, even if it means walking around outside during your lunch break. Listening to Delo's stories of taking his kids on the trail was a huge inspiration to me, too. Oh, I don't feel, I don't know why somebody feels inspired by me. <laughs> I don't. I'm already thinking of our next family adventure, and I've told my husband that we're going to through hike a long trail one day. We might be retired by that time, but we're going to do it. So I just wanted nice. to say a huge thank you for helping this family get on the trail. Get on the trail! Get on the trail! And helping me remember everything I love about the outdoors. With gratitude, Piglia. Wow, that is really cool. That's pretty cool. That's fantastic. Heart, heart-wrenching, man. It just touched me. Yeah. And then it. I also have... That was actually me. Sorry. Oh, wow. I, was, I was feeling <laughs> the moment oh, and your thigh sorry. was right there. Whoops. Oh, wow. so I, hey, I apologize. Man. I'll keep I my was, myself. my heart. I was just like... Boom. I was like no, so excited, no, you know? <laughs> I also have a letter from Mark from Pittsburgh. Hey, now. Who has wow. thrown down the gauntlet for oh. snorkel. Oh. Listen to show 49 uh, with snorkel talking about urban through hiking. And we mentioned a lack of East Coast urban through hikes. He said, I invite you to Pittsburgh to put together an urban through hike. We have trails along the rivers, and you can include over 700 sets of city steps, totaling 24,000 vertical feet. Wow. That is no joke. For good measure, you could include the 42-story Cathedral of Learning at the University of Pittsburgh, the tallest edu- educational building in the Western Hemisphere. Hey, visit wow. it now before they burn it. Oh, yeah? Uh, is there any particular? Trump 2016. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Iron City Beer isn't brewed here anymore, but we have other breweries near the steps. Retract that statement so, special. So, yeah, the gauntlet has been there. And Snorkel actually told us that she's been thinking about doing a Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, so we forwarded that that letter on to Snorkel, and she told us that Pittsburgh was the holy grail of urban through hiking. So many steps. Thousands of feet of vertical gain. So many steps. 24,000 feet. Of steps. And sandwiches. Seven and a half inches high, each one of them. Two and a half Boulder Super Slams. You know, yeah. and I, I did a little follow-up with Mark about the, the beer situation. So, 
people that may or may not know, Pennsylvania has some very odd liquor laws. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, I kind of remember there any, some of these. anything as it, weird as, like, Utah? They're oh, worse. Weirder. They're oh, worse. Oh, really? Yeah. But, but, do, do tell. But you, well, can drink, you can drink more easily in Pennsylvania than Utah. The, well, actually, Utah's pretty easy to drink, and you just go to the state liquor store. Why is that so hard? Pennsylvania is a little more difficult. However... You can I asked him specifically about microbreweries and craft breweries in Pittsburgh, and he said you can walk into a brewery and order a glass of beer and be served. But I think so you that's can. All, the I think the only place you can bu- you can buy beer, you can only buy beer at bars and breweries. Because I remember in Pennsylvania, no, like no, walking no. into a bar and, and walking out with a six pack. Well, you know, that, like, that was it, the only place where I could buy a, a very six pack expensive of beer. six pack. Sure. Well, it was it wasn't that expensive at or, the time. I don't think it was that bad. You can go to one of the many beer distribution centers in Pennsylvania and buy a warm case of the beer of your choice. Warm. Warm. Uh-huh. That sounds hmm. so Room temperature. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. So my, uh, I had a friend visiting here the last week. Yeah. And uh, he was unaware um, of of the three two beer in the grocery store. That's what. That's why it's there. That's why it's there. It's probably good for most people though because they're not coming from altitude. Right. So you know. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty disgruntled. That's also a good uh, aspect of it. I think it's good yeah. to take advantage of people who don't realize it's there. It's like, hey, here's some beer in the grocery yeah. store. You're like, yeah, and it's not real beer. I, I just feel but like then, it's silly. Like, yeah. c- come on, didn't we end prohibition? But isn't that? Yeah. Oh, but wh- uh, this is are interesting. We, are we over this that? is interesting. Is, special because I like, feel like I feel like making people serve three two beer at the grocery store is just well. There's it's, a, it's like a it's why? like a micro why? prohibition. Why is Colorado like that? I I agree with him. I I feel like we should just be able to buy beer wherever we happen to shop. You know what? Why? Though no, there's a whole big campaign in the state right now. There's a big argument about this. It's there's like, actually there's a, a bigger big, issue. At all hand. Uh, before before I let you take over, I'm just no, saying, no, no, all ahead. the liquor stores are like. You can't let them sell the alcohol anywhere else but at our liquor stores. Well, I sure, but I, I kind of have it's this thing that, like, generally speaking, when uh, somebody who thinks that they might lose business uh, to oh, a decision course. that's yeah. going to be good for everybody, when they start whining, my first inclination is just to, like, tell them to shut the up. Well, I mean, because, like, for, he, he, here's the thing. Yeah. Like, you, you're you're forcing other businesses to, like, have an entire different production in order to like serve a beverage that is substandard to the recipe that they want to serve it at, you know? And so it's, it, it, to me, it's a, it, it's, it's stifling a consumer choice. And, and frankly, it's a paternalistic policy. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> if, if we you just got real, if you allow, <laughs> heavy, man. if you allow heavy. grocery stores in Colorado to sell regular strength beers, they will very quickly monopolize the beer market. And what's going to happen is you're going to have about 10 to 20 varieties of beer at the most that are sold at grocery stores. No one will be going to buy the smaller craft beer that's at the liquor stores. And then, hmm. and in turn, those small craft breweries, which have boomed in Colorado in the last decade, will will fold and close what doors. About on I the just flip don't side, feel like that that's the case. It, the it'll happen, side, man. What about uh, on the flip side? Those people that go to the grocery store and like, meh. Those same 10 or 12 beers that all these grocery stores have, I'm going to walk next door to the liquor store that has so many more beers. It, a lot it, of people would do it, that. No, there would, that it's an that. efficiency thing. Like, you have to go grocery shopping to buy food. Yeah, but if I don't, you can kill two birds with one stone, you will. You'll I, just I buy your buy, beer at yeah, the grocery uh, store, man. I don't know. I, 
wonder. But I wonder. I'm, that's well. That's the argument against it. That's you're, the argument against it. But I'm going to go to the place where there's more variety. But I, I yeah. Feel I mean, like the thing is, the grocery stores are only going to be able to stock like a limited selection yeah. anyway, because they can't. They can't necessarily stock the type of variety that you do have at some of the, the larger liquor stores. And people are still going to go to the liquor stores for those other items that they're getting. They're still no. going to... St- I think no, they're still going to go there. Well, I think know? the the bottom line is that it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen. Uh, no, gonna, I don't think, I don't it's, think inevitable. it's inevitable. No? No. And, and what's the deal in Colorado, P.O.D.? You actually know about this. So the, 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 the with distribution of beer... Oh, yeah. So in, in we have like a straight to... Uh, a straight to the store distribution system where Brew- we could, we could open a brewery and then we could go to the liquor store and say, "Hey, will you sell our beer?" And they're like, "Cool, sure." And yeah. then in other states, and grocery stores cannot do that. Grocery stores cannot do that, and in other states, it's there's a lot more regulations. And so, even though the brewery might be right next to your store, if your specific dis- distributor does not carry that brewery, then you can't sell it in your store. Yeah, it's weird. We've gone way down the rabbit hole with yes. with a lot more info. Oh, I think yeah, it's good stuff, though. No, it is good, and, and you know, it has we, nothing to I do mean, with it, trails. It, it though, is beer. But it has a lot to do with beer. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We we should have Connor Shreve from the Brewski Reviewski on the show at some point to talk about this in length because this guy knows the maybe front not and back. Length. Maybe the Reader's Digest version, and maybe he can uh, help us drink some beers. Mailbag. Do we have any donators this month? We do. Are they donators or donors? Donors. Okay. We have our every month folks. Diane Pinkers. Diane. Russ Kinder. Kinda. Craig Gully. Gully. Justin Quality Knowles. What a Quality. guy. Ingrid Gerard. Actually, that's Craig Gully. <laughs> Craig Quality is just... Wally. We've got Ingrid Gerard. Gerard. Vermont. We've got David Vitti. Not too big as yet. Samuel Emery, Samuel Samuel. Joshua <laughs> Bowden, we've got Bo-ding. Bernard Wolf, we've got Gringo Madness, El Gringo, El Gringo Loco, we've got Gringo. North Cascades Hiker, nice. North Cascades Hiker, <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Walter, Z, Bobby. And Buddy Sessoms. And I Buddy. Hey, Buddy. I think I had left Buddy off the list. How dare you? Somehow for a couple shows. So if I did that, Buddy or anyone else, sorry about that. He's our buddy from Florida. I know. And then uh, we have our one offs. We have Daniel, Jack Rabbit Brunner. Jack Rabbit. We have Rosemary Calzanzi. I'm sorry. Hey, Calzanzi, bowl of pasta, big as you. And you know, if you take the TZI, it's Calzon. Tease. Which in Spanish means underwear. Tease. Anyway. Tease, tease, tease. Uh, Zachary Miller. Zachary Miller. Who we met. <laughs> yeah, we did meet Zach Miller. Yeah. Hell of a guy. Yeah. Big up, Zach. Quality. Uh, Trey Color. Craig Gully. <laughs> Trey Color. <laughs> Not Craig Gully. Trey Color. Color. Bob McCullough. McCullough. Bob. Rachel Merchant. And the onion donated in kind with a big bag of ice. I just want to say thank you. I just want to personally extend a thank you to the onion tonight for donating ice for this month's trail show because without you, onion, our beer would be a little bit warmer than it already is. And and I also want to mention 
again that uh, Mr. Hector Cortes Hector. designed some stickers for us, and uh, I just can't thank him enough. Those stickers are dope. The Blood Orange IPA Special Edition, which you can get two of for a donation of $10 or more, Dilo. <laughs> All right, is that it for donors, donators, and mailbags? I think so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to go to break. When we come back, we have Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. Beer. And we're back. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time for... Trail Tip of the Month. P.O.D. Yes. We're going to throw it over to you this month. (laughs) So, my trail tip is... My trail tip. Please, please stop camping in terrible campsites. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I was driving down a forest service road on my way to a trailhead, and I saw, I don't even know how many, but there were, there are all these places to camp by the river, and sometimes under trees, and sometimes there weren't any trees. It seemed like people were choosing, instead of the flat spot under the tree, or the flat spot with no tree, to camp on a slope in the willows, and it looked awful. So, my trail tip is... Pick a good campsite. I don't know. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand how you so, choose that so th- spot. So you're saying there were options. And there were and options. these people purposely chose this horrible campsite on a 45 degree slope when they had better options yes. available. So. You just don't know how to evaluate the various campertunities before them. So what makes, Dilo, what makes a good campsite for Let's car Let's see. Camping? I think you want some shade. Yeah. You want to be not yep. too far from yep. your car. Yeah. You'd mm-hmm. like some trees to be overhead, some things bigger than you. Mm-hmm. You'd like it to not be too wet. And yep. Maybe like even it. trees that you can put a hammock up in. Yeah, and you'd like to uh, not be not be too close to where people are driving back and forth. Yeah, and, and my first thought was, when I drove to the trailhead, it was not really early, but it was in the morning. And I yeah. thought, well, maybe those people drove in at night. You know how it is at night. You can't see anything. You're like, I don't know. We'll just camp here. But when I drove back in the afternoon, I noticed even more campers had chosen terrible spots during the day. And I thought, well, I mean, at this point, you can see, you know, where you're camping. And there were lots of opportunities. But I'm always curious about the people that that car camp and they put their tent in the middle of a meadow with no shade anywhere in sight. Yeah, which, you know how hot it gets inside of that tent in the middle of the day if you're just like, I just want to like hang Uh, out. Maybe they're just into the whole sauna experience. Well, it's funny you mention that. And the condensation, oh. Because P.O.D. and I went to a wedding one time. Oh, yeah. In the Gunnison National Forest. And it was mid-afternoon, pre-wedding, and there was a random tent set up in the middle of the meadow in full sunlight. And we happened to be walking through that area and I don't know, P.O.D., you can take the rest of the story from here. Well, they were having crazy monkey sex in there. It's basically <laughs> what it comes down to. It was. It must have been 100, 130 degrees it inside. It seemed 
It seemed miserable. I mean, <laughs> there were all kind of noises. So do you know it was 130 degrees because you like there stuck like your <laughs> head in to like say hello? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> there, it, it was like 100 degrees outside that tent. Oh, it was so Lord. hot. And it was fully zipped up, rain flying all. But see, even we there. heard all kind of grunts and moans coming from the tent. Even there, there's a good example. We went to this wedding and most people camped. And you could come set up your tent beforehand. And lots of people set up their tents. And there was this giant meadow. And then there were all these beautiful campsites in in the the trees around the edge of the meadow. And I think we were the only ones that set up our tent in the in the trees. In the and, trees. And I was just like, when you're hungover tomorrow morning, oh. and the sun comes <laughs> up at five a.m., you're it's gonna, gonna feel terrible. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you get out that air horn. <laughs> <laughs> My vuvuzela that I carried to all campsites. So I think the tip is. If you're going to be car camping, take some time to find a, a nice spot. spot. And nice spot means some shade, a little bit of level ground. At least Not level too ground. far from the car, D-Lo. And, I, you know, to be the devil's advocate, I'm going to say, like, if you're camping at this place that you were camping at where there was obviously, like, everybody wanted to camp at, there's only so many places to camp at at this place it's where true. everybody wants to camp at. So sometimes if you insist on camping at the place where everybody else wants to camp at because it's the most beautiful place to camp at, you're going to camp at a pretty place. Yeah, Yeah, that can happen. I think that's kind of like, that's the inevitability of wanting to camp at a place where everybody else is camping at. That's why I get the uh, police tape. And when I get up to, (laughs) yeah, you just get up to like the, you know, the beginning of like the dirt road to the camping area and you just get out and put that police tape across, across like the, the, real the road tip. there. There's <laughs> the real trail tip right there. Yeah, oh, that's there it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you want that campsite that everybody else camps at? And I mean, if you really want to like take it to the next level too, you get yourself a Tyvek suit. And then you go all the way to like the far end of the campground, set up, <laughs> get your Tyvek suit on, and then go down the row and like alert everybody to the emergency situation. Oh, no. Legal at the Trail Show is having a heart attack right now. Legal at the Trail Show is having a heart attack. Snorkel, this is what we talked about in the car. I do not, by the way, advocate any of the things I say. This is the first time I've heard them, too. You're just saying that you <laughs> heard... This is the first time I've heard them, too. Oh, my God. The so things that I say. So what happens <laughs> when your girl comes down the street and No one can understand you, D-Lo. <laughs> oh, man. What happens when your car camping and some dude comes running down the street to you in his Tyvek suit? <laughs> so, I, on the, on the PCT... How freaked out are you? How <laughs> freaked out are you? Like, I have to leave. You don't even stop talking. You just turn around. And I can hear the crazy leave. voice. I actually... Uh, I actually wore a Tyvek suit um, for <laughs> naps and things in, this, in the high Sierra. For and, uh, did you say for naps? <laughs> yeah, man. And, what do you uh, mean for naps? To stay warm. Yeah, you like you put on a Tyvek oh. suit. So you got a Tyvek and it, like, jacket. It keeps and pants. a little bit of the wind off, and none of the mosquitoes can bite through it. So I just like put on my was Tyvek it the bright suit. yellow one? No, it's just white. Oh, that's even but, better. But you know, people would come across me like. Are you laying, okay? laying down in this Tyvek suit, you know, unconscious. 
suffered how many he people just suffered like from a radiation <laughs> <Yeah>. exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Like people nuke- must have thought it was something very yeah. strange going on, but <laughs> really it was just me trying to a not nuclear get bit. Re- a nuclear leak from the close-by nuclear power generating plant, and here is an employee from the nuclear generating power plant who tried to escape but died, and he was wearing a Tyvek suit, ladies and gentlemen. You two are going to die if you're in this area. What would have been that's great is be if thinking, I just like <laughs> woke up. Uh, now that we got that out of our systems. <laughs> I think it's time for Mike DiLorenzo's Ask a Hiker. That's right. I hope you have some good questions. Oh, I do. Do you have, do you have I, some, I, and I think some they will lead us. They will lead us into a very fruitful and intellectual discussion. Oh, right. so, That'll be a change of pace for this month's show. I'm going to start with question number two. Okay. Scratch that. I mean, number one. Dear DiLo, I am currently hiking the CDT Nobo and wanted to ask your opinion to a discussion of a group of us had in Chama a month or so back. During our time in Chama, we had a great discussion about different trail techniques, and I shared mine about porky-pigging it when I go number two. (laughs) Many of the other hikers thought I was crazy, and when I asked why I did it, I responded to avoid having any poop get on my clothing. (laughs) The other hikers all claimed they had never pooped on their own clothes, However, I doubt this is the truth, and they were just embarrassed to admit it. So, D-Law, my question (laughs) is two-part. Part number one, can you endorse the technique of porky-pigging it to poo? Number two, (laughs) have you ever had (laughs) an issue of getting poo on your clothes or clothing? (laughs) Sincerely, pooing in the woods, all good. So, Ah, uh, all good. Thank you for such a thoughtful question. All good, LaRuffa. So, before we get into All Good's question, I just want to share with our listeners an 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 amazing, amazing poop experience I had this morning. Okay. So, this morning at about 6.30, I went to get my youngest son, Mateo, out of his crib. I pick him up, I put him on the changing table, and I'm getting ready to change him. (laughs) It's just a normal changing thing. And somehow during the process of changing him, I get him, I, I, I sit him up, and I realize that there is poop going all the way up his back. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Poop going all the way up his back, <laughs> and I say, ooh, oh my gosh, this is, all right, we're going we're gonna to take care of this. Is that and what you would call poo up the kazoo? I would, no, <laughs> that's, that's good, but actually, I, I just refer to this as a poo explosion. Oh. So there was a poo explosion oh, okay. that came up the back of his diaper and up the young man's back, and it was, oh. uh, young man. it was intense. So as I'm, as I'm trying to attend to this poop explosion, it suddenly becomes a little bit more severe than just poo up the back. All of a sudden, the young <laughs> boy's sitting up on the table, and there's poo covering his entire arm and it's what? like almost up to his back and it's just like this is, this is insane man this is the most poo you know it's just like picture yourself picture your you know your 40 year old self <laughs> sitting up just sitting upright <laughs> with just poo coating your arm like almost down to your wrist just like it's just yeah it's amazing <laughs> i i couldn't believe it okay quickly so, gave my son a bath but back to all good's question D-Lo, I'm sorry, Disco. You're not D-Lo. I'm D-Lo. <laughs> Can you? So I, I'm so, I apologize, everyone. Uh, D-Lo's having a dissociative breakdown. <laughs> I I just just whack the vacuum tubes, man. Just whack them. <laughs> just whack them. 
<coughs> Back okay. to All Good's question. Okay, All Good. So is, first of all, we need to explain what Porky Pigging is. Now we've everybody covered knows this. what it is. We've covered Have this we? on the show well, before, let's, but, I mean, but, but let's let's break refresh. It down. Porky break Pigging it down. is when you wear a shirt and no pants, no underwear, like Porky Pig. He just wears that weird like blue. Uh, jacket and a bow tie. So shirt. <laughs> What's weird about that? I thought that a was shirt normal. and no uh, no pants, no underwear, just you yeah. know, Porky junk pigging. hanging out. Exactly. So, so is it, I guess like the, what the question really is is do you take your pants off when you poop? Yeah, and and uh, or do I, you just like push them down to your ankles and like or your knees? I, man, yeah, I squat and make I, do. I've never taken my pants completely off to poop while I'm on trail, but you know, I'm trying to trying to think about. Seems like it. I won like trouble. it. I I one leg it. I just pop a shoe off. Really? Wow. Yeah, and then like take off one one pant leg. I I what? keep them down. I keep them down around my ankles, and I like to keep them handy in case the mosquitoes come at me while I'm pooping. Because yeah. then I can pull my pants or shorts back. Wait, up. What's the skid? What's the advantage of one legging it? Special because I feel like you can get a wider stance or like a more natural stance. And if I if okay. I've got if I've got them just like down to my knees or down to my ankles, I feel like I'm. I don't know. I, like, I'm a tall guy, and so like you know, having a a, a small base on, uh, yeah, I just feel unsteady. Huh? What What is the natural stance? It's a squat position, like a baseball yeah. catcher. Yeah. Um, right? I I have gotten yeah. poo on my clothes. <laughs> See, I've never done that. But now, if you'd been Porky Piggin', this wouldn't have happened. It's but, true. But you were wearing a long skirt. I was wearing a long skirt. And it was one of those situations where I waited too long. So even if I had started to try to porky pig, I still would have gotten poo on my clothes. It actually would have been worse. So, so just to clarify, porky pigging <laughs> is if I'm wearing shorts or a skirt or whatever type of undergarments on my legs, before I squat to poo, I take those undergarments off so I have nothing on my legs. That's correct. And then I okay. put those undergarments in a pile away right. from me, and I poop far away from that pile so I don't accidentally poop on it. I, I just... I don't know. I, I feel right. like maybe maybe Allgood's got some really so, explosive well, f- feces that he. I, I mean, I, 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 I think don't it's know. I think it's just all about like comfort, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like here. if I think if it's more comfortable for you f- to just like not take off your pants because whatever you're well, it's I mean, like inconvenient or something, then like great. But yeah, if, I mean, know. I do that at home. I take my pants off to poop. But I, 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 I guess if the just question... Like, uh, what? No, I'm just kidding. I leave mine on. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually don't even pull just mine change down. change pants, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so my, my thought is this. Taking a poop in the woods, you're in a pretty vulnerable position, right? You've got your pants down. Yeah, uh, but on the other hand, you got poo to be able to fling. But, but, but right. here's my thing, man. Here's my thing. Let's, let's assume the worst. A mountain lion or a bear decides to attack while you are squatting to poo. I don't want to be Porky Pig, man, because then you're running <laughs> with no pants on. And, yeah, but your and pants... Then, but is that worse than, like, being being surprised and then, like, well, not being able to run because your pants are around your ankles? Or wait a minute. No, you and, like, pull the pants Wait, up, wait, 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 wait. Okay. If you've got no pants on and a... Heaven forbid, a mountain lion comes to attack you while you're pooping because, you yeah. know, it's just like... What are you doing? You're pooping right near where I live, and it's so stinky. I'm going to attack you now, right? That's what the mountain lion's thinking. It's right. about to attack Naturally. you because it's yeah. just like, this is the biggest poop that anybody's taken around here all day long, it and must it's be terribly offensive. 
Ah, oh, these humans! I'm gonna attack it. Right? Especially all good stuff. Yeah. Good so God. it's like all of a sudden, the mountain lion it comes flying out of the woods. <laughs> You're just pooping. You're just squatting, pooping. All of a sudden, there's a mountain lion flying yeah. at you, dude. First of all, it's the stuff of Monty Python. But if it does, and you happen to be pooping, and a f- mountain lion comes flying at you, and it's not dead and stuffed, it's a real live mountain lion that's about to eat you. Wouldn't you rather? I guess to I'd rather not credit, be naked. I'd rather be naked. <laughs> I'd rather so no. just run away. I'd rather no. just be. I just want to run. I just want to run. I'd rather not be naked. I just want to run. You know away what I would do? As possible. I guess since I'm like you know I've got like the half technique going on yeah. with like you know because just one leg off and flip it to this. I'd have the those pants there ready to be able to just like use as a weapon on the cat, right? So. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking implausible Meow. scenarios, let's just let's just get right. down to it. So, what was the question again? I think what? he's just asking if uh, if he's weird yeah, he, because he's he weird, man. Pigs. I've never heard <laughs> so of this. So, here's the thing: all good. They don't seem to want to endorse this. I will half endorse it because. Because you have to because, do it. Yeah, because I have I to. I would it. endorse it because if and um if 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 mountain lion comes flying at you while you're pooping, your chances of getting away are better if you are naked. Hmm. So I would endorse it, POD, but I don't do it. Do you, where do you weigh in on this? Question? I mean, I, I, I've never taken my clothes off to poop. <laughs> I just. I thought you just said you took your clothes off at home to. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I just. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, the thing is that he wears a kilt, and I wear the same basic design, the skirt. So all he's got to do is hike his kilt up. What's or the, or pull pull it up down. your skirt, boy. Or <laughs> pull it down. They're super stretchy. So I'm yeah. like the whole wide stance thing. I have to have a wide stance because I have very inflexible hips and hamstrings. So I know. I can't. If you're like trying so to poop on the side of the highway when you're hitchhiking, pull your skirt down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, and he, the other, if, he, wears, if he wears a, a, a kilt, then yeah, I don't understand why you'd have to take that off. That yeah. doesn't make much sense to me. Well, he wears uh, like boxer briefs underneath, I think. So maybe okay, that's so he's talking about taking them off. Talking about, yeah. All right, Kim. Well, his second part B was: Have you pooped on your clothes, yay or nay, Dilo? Uh, no, but my son did this morning. No, I've never Special? pooped on my clothes. Disco. Never. Oh, actually, I have pooped on my clothes, Dilo. Yeah. Come, what do you mean? Once or twice. I just had a bad situation. And uh, but but not on trail. Or oh, you no, on? I pooped on trail once. Yeah. I mean, on like, your I clothes? Th- I think yeah, the I question my is, is like mm-hmm. as a result of a of a bathroom mishap. Uh, yeah, I pooped in my pants. Because I, I mean, we've all kind of sharded here. And no, there, it wasn't right? a shard. Right? It, was like right? right? it was like I ate some food. Say that I'm right. And please. it like it was right. bad and Thank tweaked you. my stomach and uh, I needed to poop and I couldn't take my pants off fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was like all good and hiking half naked. I would have had no problem because I would have just, you know, turned, pooped, and kept walking type of thing. We'll have to have so far tell an interesting story sometime on the show about the day that he tried the Side Valley Pancake Challenge in the yeah, aftermath. Exactly. Anyway, All Beauty, right. Wait, no, you I didn't answer that question. I have definitely pooped on my clothes several times. All right. <laughs> Great. So we have answered part one Slow and part two home. of All Good's question. Um, do any of us porky pig or do we advocate it? No. Have we all pooped on our clothes? Yes. Okay, question number two. No, I, I have not. Uh, not everybody either, expect, I pooped uh, on my clothes. Special has only pooped uh, in his own hair. He hasn't pooped on his clothes. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. right. Question number two. Dear Trail Show Disembodied Voices, I should preface my question by pointing out that I am the pastiest and uh, 
pastiest and pastiest. He spelled those two different ways. I'm not sure what that means. It probably makes means more sense. means he's a white boy. It makes more sense in print. Of Irish persons, one who would actually get a sunburn if I stand too close to people saying, here comes the sun. <laughs> that said, I have often worn lighter clothes when hiking in the desert because it is pretty common knowledge that lighter colors reflect heat. And yet yesterday... While watching Lawrence of Arabia, I noticed that Omar Sharif wears black the whole time. So now wow, I just lost an eardrum. I'm starting to think I don't need yeah, adjust the levels when I read that because <laughs> he that was written in all caps. So I yelled it. So now I'm starting to think I don't know what I should be wearing in the desert. What fabrics and colors work best? Does being wet affect the fabrics SPF? Does the tightness of the weave? And do you think Omar Sharif would have been a good hiking partner? Thank you for your time, Shane O'Donnell. Whoa, Jester. Yes, this is from Jester. P.S. I apologize if answering this question causes you to accidentally do a gear review. I'm drinking out of my Billville koozie tonight, Jester. Just so you know. Okay, so Omar Sharif. D'Lo, where, where should we okay, start? Okay, so here's where I'm going to start. <clears throat> Disco, this morning, following a trail tip that you gave many, many years ago, I went to the dermatologist to have my skin checked to see if I had any hey, skin cancerous man. conditions. Yeah, I did man. not have any skin cancerous conditions, but I do have fungus on my upper body and fungus on my feet, which is fantastic. All is well. I posed to him this question from Jester. In fact, this young dermatologist who I met with today did not really want to hear me read question number two in its entirety, but because I had a hefty copay and I thought I would take up yes, more of this young sir. man's time than I should, I took out my piece of paper and I whipped it in the air just like this and I read it to him and I said, sir, doctor, should I wear light or dark fabrics? Does it have an effect on the SPF? What is it all about? You asked the dermatologist this question. I actually did. I didn't do it with so much fanfare, but I did take up a few minutes of his time and ask this question. Okay. And he told me a tight weave will reflect more. Uh, a tight weave and a light fabric is what it's all about. So a light-colored mm. fabric will reflect the um, infrared radiation, which is what makes you hot. But the tight weave will reflect the UV radiation, which is what gives you sunburn and okay. causes you to have skin cancer. Oh, really? Yeah. So you want a light-colored fabric with a tight weave. Yeah, boy. So you don't necessarily want to wear that like black jacket when you're up at 13,000 feet on the sun when it's 70 degrees. You don't really want to do that. But if that thing was white and perhaps a little loose-fitting but still a tight synthetic weave, that's where it's at. I, I will address the Lawrence of Arabia part of it, though. Okay. Was he so a good think, hiking partner? No, I think that I think the deal there is that it's a it's a a relatively thick, and I mean like thick, not not the 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 fabric itself. How shall I say it? it it's actually a very thick um, garment, and so okay. like the sun hits the outside, but it doesn't really get a whole lot of a chance to pass all the way through. You know what I mean? Because right. he's wearing this thick wool garment. Yeah, it's like huh. yeah, it's it's more like insulation than it is. Should like you wear wool? Should you wear wool on your your trek across the Great Divide Basin or Southern California? I would say well, maybe camel hair. Well, and and a lot of people they wear the icebreaker, which is wool. It's sure. just really thin. What color is it? Dark, light, no, it's black? all different colors. Yeah, hmm. uh, it's interesting. Maddie, our good friend from Germany, he would always wear black, even in the hot sun, and somehow he was able to. 
to make it happen. And I, I was often, maybe he had a tight weave special. I don't know. I don't know. It's unclear. It's unclear. I, you know, I personally just don't find that it really matters what color something is. Like when it's ninety-five degrees out, yeah, it's hot. It's true. It's hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I think bl- I think dark colors. You're just like, oh, I'm wearing black, and I feel like I'm just baking. You know? Melting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Why wouldn't you wear a light color that reflects some of that sun? But it's. I have an ask a hiker leave. question. What? What? Those are my two. A bonus? Over to you, POD. Wow. We, a third? Uh, now, wait a minute. This is Over to you, POD. Well, this this uh, email was sent to all of us, I believe. Okay, go. So, um, Wait, I have an email? I'm not uh, sure. Yeah, you, I, I, I'm sorry. Disco asked me to take care of that. I'll yeah, you You will very soon. You will. I'm, I'm, I'll get to it next week, I promise. Yeah. Maybe okay. the week after, and we'll 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 <laughs> add you into the intro, which I sort of ad libbed there at the beginning, in case. But I'm sure no one noticed it. Was, uh, it it was sounded very flawless. professional. Yeah. Okay, so please. <laughs> okay, so wait this, a minute. This is unprecedented. This is from Brian Stretch Armstrong O'Malley, and uh, he opens by talking about how much he loves our podcasts, and he listened to the beginning ones and really liked them, and um, he was inspired by the movie Wild to walk part of the PCT. He's done some day hikes and short trips, and he says... As was Dilo. I am starting to work on planning a thru-hike on the PCT, but I can't decide if I should hike the same 1,100 miles that Cheryl Strait hiked, Mojave to Bridge of the Gods, or if I should try to do each state at different times. So he has three to four weeks at a time, and his question is, which would be the best section of the PCT to start with if he's going to do a section hike? I'm going to answer that. Yes. The best section of the PCT is to do exactly what Cheryl did. You want to walk in Cheryl's footsteps. You want to follow her to the T, man. Because if you want Wild to be what it was for her, for you, man, you got to follow in Cheryl's footsteps. That's what it has to be. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's all about, man. I don't understand why she started there. It seems like I don't know either, man. But it's like you've got to follow in her steps. It's I Cheryl, mean, dude. It's my the recommendation track of is. Start at the beginning. I think they should rename the PCT the CCT for the Cheryl Strait Trail, man. That'd I mean, seriously. C- CST. The CST. <laughs> they need to name it the CST. Uh, I mean, if, if, if they want to complete it, you know, eventually, then, yeah, why not just start at the beginning? Yeah. If they want to complete it, just rename it the Cheryl Strait Trail, man, because it would garner so much more media attention and so much advertising dollars, and it would be amazing if you have so much more money to complete the trail that CST. Go ahead, Disco. Dilo, did you finish the book? No. How much? How much do you have left? Dude, I I gave up on reading Wild a couple oh. years ago. But you only had a couple pages left. Man. I did. I, I have to start from the beginning if I. Oh, again. you got to start <laughs> up. By the way, he adds at the bottom of his email. P.O.D., you are the best. You make the show. Oh, you're lying. You put that in No, there. I That's didn't. Not, come well, on. Well, anybody who reads a, a, a letter like this on the show has the uh, creative liberty to say what you just said. <sighs> <laughs> All right, folks. It's time for gear review. But first, let's rock out. Yep. Here so we go. Drop oh, yeah. that beat. <laughs> All right. We got a, we got a special... Gear review for POD this month. POD, what do you got? My my gear, uh, recommended gear item that I've been out in the field reviewing is the hair tie. The, the hair band, rubber band for your hair. The hair tie? Yeah, the, a, a rubber band or something coated in some sort of a cotton fabric? Uh, I don't know what it's coated in. It's the I like to buy the Goody brand. Can it be polyester? 
Sure. So it's not co- cotton kills. Wait a minute. Up. It's not just like a, a plastic rubber band. No, it's specifically okay. a hair. A hair band. Okay, yes. go with it. Wait, wait, now, wait. Now, is this like Def Leppard or Poison? Like, what are we hair talking band. about? Hair yeah. bands? Rock out a little. Rock out a little. Okay, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm mm. feeling it. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, what about this hair band? <laughs> so, I use, uh, I like to use a double hair band. Uh, Whoa. At the same time. And because and, I have kind of thick, long hair, so I need that support. But also, the nice thing about the hair band is that you can use it for other things, like at night. Uh, when your hiking partner has decided that he would cut the strap off of his uh, hiking umbrella to save some weight, but then you need to like attach it to your, you know, your uh, your tent pole so it doesn't blow away in the storm. You know, you now can you're use t- it. Now, see, you're talking about the advanced technique of using an umbrella over the vestibule of your tarp, well, tarp tent, or what whatever. What I'm talking about is, is attaching things. When when you when it's you need to attach something quickly, people. it's a really sort easy thing to hoc, use. Ad hoc, yeah, ad hoc. Attach a thing to a thing. That's yeah. right, exactly. They're great for that. Yeah. Hmm. Now, can so you hair bands are good for attaching things to things. That's yeah. correct. Fantastic. Can you use them in your hair? Yes, you can. I use two at the same time. That way, I have one to share at night in the tent for attaching things to things. Oh. Yep. Oh. Wow. Uh, so that I actually used to use a uh, a, a hair tie. Um, to equalize, like where I put my rear stake on my old contrail. Oh, really? Because like the original cordage or whatever got messed up, so yep. I just kind of had like two pieces of cord that went to, you know, the hair tie, and then I would just stake that wherever, and like it would just equalize where it needed to be. You can also use it for a wallet. Uh huh. Yep. In town. Oh, now that's a good item. Yes. So you can also use it. Uh, you remember when you were like kids in fourth grade, and you would take a rubber band up to your friend and like swack, <laughs> yes. swack them real, swack. Ba- real hard swack. on the arm. Whack. Yep. You know, whack yeah, so your you can fellow do that. hikers, D-Lo. Yeah. While so. they're porky pigging number two. Yeah, and, and then just tell them, sorry, and, man, and I was trying to get weave, that mosquito. Man, and a tight weave to try and stay f- yep. skin cancer free. A tight weave. Yep. So that's it. It's a hairband. Hairband. Yep. Very important. Wow. Weighs half an ounce, right? Men. No, what not can, even. Do, not do even. Men, no. Should men carry Grams. a hairband too? What are, I recommend just throwing one hairband in the, you know, your first aid kit or whatever. Just so it's there. Just so it's there. It's, it's, they come in really handy. What if you're a man who needs more than one headband? It's not a headband. <laughs> Get a haircut, dude. It's the a hair tie. It out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, you thanks, guys. I'm kidding, man. You could totally wear. Dilo, you can use you it to uh, secure your your weed Hike and your lighter together. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh. That would be amazing. It's revolutionary. All right. Oh boy, what a show! <laughs> it's wow. our it's our fiftieth show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and it's getting it's going downhill, people. Very uh, quickly. Got to phone it in, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks to everyone oh for tuning in today. A big thanks to. Alda West, whose Alda West gathering is coming up shortly here at the end of September. Don't miss out. Go to aldawest.org and register for the Alda West gathering in Nevada City, California. Do it now or else you're going to be devastated tomorrow. What's that website again? A-L-D-H-A-West.org. <laughs> Thanks a million to all our monthly PayPal donors. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, twitter.com slash thetrailshow, Facebook and Instagram at thetrailshow, on Stitcher Radio, 
Google Play, and of course on iTunes. We're all on Twitter. Find us there. Another trail show has come and gone. <laughs> but don't despair. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Dilo and Special, I'm Disco. Ciao. Thank you, Shameless, for drinking half of the beers that you were going to <laughs> Shameless! Drink. Shameless! Yeah, these these half of beers were tasty. Smiling Irish bastard. <laughs> smiling Irish bastard. I did bastard. like that smiling uh, Irish bastard. That was tasty. You know, guys, right I thought the smiling Irish bastard was really great. What? Smiling <laughs> Irish bastard. Oh, I did. Just By the way, turns out he actually sent us five more of those, and I drank them all and blamed uh, it on him. Smiling Irish bastard. Smiling Irish bastard. Smiling. Smiling. Not smiling Irish bastard. Irish bastard. The smiling Irish bastard. Hi, Dilo. That's a show. <laughs> Get on trail. Get on trail. We've got David Vitti. Not as big as yet. Can you endorse the technique of porky pigging it to poo? <laughs> I do not, by the way, advocate any of the things I say.